Welcome, everybody, to episode 51 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, and unfortunately, our lovely co-host, Fajardi, has COVID right now, so he wasn't able to make it today, but we are joined today with the legend himself, Cal Jitsu. How are you doing, my friend? Hello. How's everything going, man? What's new? I'm What's fine. New? Thank you very much. Um, sorry, I just had to take a sip of tea there, you know, to fulfill <laughs> my British obligation as the co-host. Yeah, no, all is good. I've had a... Um, you know, a somewhat eventful week, but we can potentially talk about that later. But uh, yeah, all is all is good. All is good. And get well soon for Jarty. Absolutely, uh, man. Sending our thoughts to you. Yeah, luckily his symptoms weren't too bad. Um, I'm pretty sure he got good sleep last night, but he might pop up in chat if he wakes up. I told him, like, you know what, man, Ooh. just sleep in and uh, we'll see how he feels later today. But I know he's going out of town. I think it's next Friday. Mm. So we do plan on uh, pre-recording the next episode, probably like on Thursday of next week. So... Stay tuned for that chat. You forgot to turn on Discord streamer mode. Um, it should be on, but maybe with my luck, it's uh, it's a bit weird. Let's see. Streamer mode is enabled, as it says here. So maybe uh, I was bugged out for a second. I did hear some of those notifications. Skeptic, thank you for uh, reminding me there. Uh, what's up, buddy? Hells. What's up, Spider Man? Jessup. How are you guys doing today? I also have to tweet out the pod. I think it's going out right now. Let's take a look here. I think it is good to go. Sweet. But we definitely have a lot to get through today. I will say, we'll start off with some of the minor stuff. I mean, Mason just went live over in Cold War. And Mr. Cal, I don't think you noticed yet, but if you go into Warzone, Mason still has mm. his Soviet Yushanka hat and all of these Soviet stars on his outfit. But in Cold War, it has been censored. So it looks like Raven made an oopsie and did not go uh. ahead and update Mr. Mason there. Uh, what are your thoughts on that outfit, though? How cool is that? I mean, honestly... It, it, it is such a cool outfit, and it's such a. Um, it feels like that that whole skin is a real love letter to the Black Ops One campaign. And, and I mean, we've had a few of those already. You know, we Weaver's base skin is from um, Executive Order, the uh, the Ascension mission. Right. Um, Hudson, I I believe he got like a um a like hazmat suit skin at some he point. He did. He did the from the Rebirth mission. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got this Mason one, which is just like a real kind of summary of his whole character arc in that game and it's great and i mean you know the russian censorship as well you know i mean there's a there's discussion to be had about that and you know i mean it all goes back to ravenov really and one of these kind of things is like you know it, it's you can understand the motives why and you know it's a very sensitive topic and activism right. always right. try and be but you know it, it just seems a little like these are cosmetics in a game, you know. The Soviet <laughs> Union yeah. isn't modern Russia. These are like, it, it, it <laughs> right. seems a bit weird. Right. No, it definitely does. I mean, uh, it's, I like how you said, you're like, wait, it all traces back to, to Ravenoff himself. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I actually, I, I brought this up in the Mason video. I actually had to cut it out because I didn't have time to include it. But I was mm. like, what if they would have released this Mason pack, maybe even Kravchenko, before the conflict started uh, in Ukraine? I wonder if they would have censored it post-release or is it only a censor pre-release right before they're about to drop it? Like, I, I just, I wonder what the, yeah. What and, I mean, Weaver been. as well, would they have released Weaver? You know, the guy who is like, you know, I, I think if I'm getting my, uh, my law right here, it's like Weaver came to the U S when he was like four or something, his father yeah. murdered in Stalin's purges. So it's like, right, right. Imagine, imagine the guy like that, you know, Weaver is like basically as an American as it gets. <laughs> and imagine they would censor him it's like crazy yeah, and i mean yeah. Yeah, of course i i understand you know right the, they're, they're doing it for appearances but i mean this is the same company that brought you no russian so you have to wonder well is this really right. their opinion or are they just trying to score some brownie points 
Yeah, I mean, I remember I saw this theory the other day. I don't think I ran it by you, but it was something along the lines of, okay, Black Ops 2024 being a 90s game, presumably, would mm. have likely covered, like, the fall of the Soviet Union, would have probably touched on things, but with the conflict going on, what they might end up doing is saying, all right, you know what? Uh, let's pretend they don't exist. Let's just completely ignore that and just <laughs> focus on nothing but Perseus in the next Black Ops yeah. campaign. That's probably the case, uh, if I had to guess, unless for some reason, magically... The conflict around the world ends before that game drops. I mean, even by then, it'll be too late because the game's in production now. Uh, so they'd have to decide that relatively soon about their campaign. But that even, yeah. even bother me. I think Perseus has been... Uh, I, I think, you know, the establishment of Perseus in the COD canon right now is definitely something that's promising for the future because even modern warfare is touching on it it's the gift that keeps on giving right yes. yeah like it's yes it, it really is the gift that keeps on giving they try they, i mean i say Treyarch, it might may well have been raven you know um because we we, we you know it, it's hard to say how much influence Treyarch and raven had between them on that campaign but whoever was responsible for it now they've established right. the kind of the you know I mean, we used to joke like saying, oh, yeah, Burger Town is the, the connecting tissue of Call of Duty, you know, but now we've got these villains who can be at any point in time. They can be, right. you know, of any kind of ethnicity or, you know, appearance mm. or country. And it, it's really just like it, it's very useful for avoiding controversies like this Absolutely. because it can be whatever they want it to be and feed it back into the old games. I also love the fact that Menendez already has ties to this group. That was established very early on in uh, the Cold War plot. So I'm like, that right yeah. there sets up some huge opportunities for the next Black Ops. But uh, I don't think these leaks came out when you were last on. Maybe they did. Hmm. But what, what are your thoughts on like the recent uh, the recent findings from Warzone Mobile? We have like a painting of, I think it's Saddam Hussein, uh, his his palace in Babylon or whatnot. Those images popped up. Hmm. And it kind of gives us a clearer image of what we should be seeing in Black Ops 2024. What are your thoughts on those images? I, I mean, those are, they're, they're interesting, right? And I, I think one thing that, you know, people have been, um, uh, the, the thing that keeps on popping up and it's everywhere on Twitter is, uh, you know, Black Ops Gulf War. And I mean, it kind of rolls off the tongue. I can see why people would say that. You know, I think yeah. the thing people need to keep in mind is, you know, imagine, um, imagine Cartel leaked, you know, like a year before Cold War came out. And then everyone assumed, oh, Black Ops Cold War, it's going to be a game about, you know, hunting the cartel. And <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's worth right. keeping in mind that just because a map is in multiplayer, um, it doesn't mean that's necessarily the setting of the campaign. It might be a mission in the campaign, but it might not be the full setting, you know. That is 100%. I mean, we have a placeholder logo that we put on, like, thumbnails or whatnot. But obviously, mm -hmm. you have those, like, uh, what is it, the, those Twitter accounts that just clout chase and do fake giveaways. They, they, they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll run with that and be like, yeah, this is it. And it's like, hold on a second. Do you know how far away that game is from release? Like, we can't be jumping the gut just yet on the name of the game. There's no way. Um, and yes, Fajardi is alive. He is in chat. He's been turned into thumbnail JPEGs, his true form. I think that's poetic, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> Who would ever call it Black Ops Golf War? Yeah, I mean, whoever made that logo, I mean, that's definitely uh, that's definitely interesting, right? <laughs> but I, I would definitely say, like, like you said, it rolls off the tongue. But yeah, th this is a, this is a very easy case here where the YouTuber me is saying, hey, we're using this for thumbnails as a placeholder for fun. It looks cool. 
but relax. You know, it's like don't don't take yeah. that and be like, oh, DK said that. I'm like, hold on a second, bro. Like someone clip yeah. someone clip that, clip them out of context, <laughs> clip out of context, tweet it out, throw it everywhere. I mean, yeah, it's just who knows what the name of the game is gonna be. But you remember yeah. uh, the main menu? I think it was uh, the message of the day, maybe when Colder first came out. Remember that 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 placeholder logo was like Black Ops Five with the V. Mm. So I'm like, I wonder yeah. if, if at the time, right? Like what what was Black Ops Five? Because that was gonna be COD 2021. That's my question, right? It's like, was that a whole mm. different game that maybe followed up on, like, the special of the story where uh, Woods tells Mason he was the one in the box? Like, was that <laughs> Black Ops 5? And then after Activision realized, hey, Sledgehammer's doing a game called Vanguard with a V. We can't have two Vs in a row. And then, mm. I, I mean, because I've seen a debate lately. It's like, wait, is the next game going to be Black Ops 5 or Black Ops 6? Not the name of the game, but just, like, the number behind the scenes kind yeah. of thing, right? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's Black Ops. Like, if, if you want to go to the behind-the-scenes stuff, I it's right. Black Ops 6. I don't know yes. why people are calling it Black Ops 5. That's yeah. so weird to me. I right. think the only right. reason why... I mean, maybe the Vanguard should as well, because, you know, these things are named way in advance. But I think probably the main reason why it wasn't Black Ops 5 was that they just didn't want to upset Black Ops 2. They were very... In all the marketing, you can go back and you can look at all the marketing for Cold War. They say... Yeah. Time and time again, they say on the Treyarch website, they say in interviews, we do not want to destroy established canon. We want to keep ev everything is still canon in the Black Ops continuity. Right, and I think right. that's interesting because Modern Warfare leads the franchise now, but Modern Warfare is the one that's, you know, been kicked to the wayside with this new continuity. And I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, it's, it's weird how it's like what really happened now is that modern warfare's reboot got added to black ops it wasn't like yeah. oh, they, they kind of like reworked black ops to fit it's like no no no. modern warfare was the was the story they kind of got thrown into this black ops universe and they seem to be wanting to continue that it doesn't look like they're gonna stop now but i mean we'll see uh yeah fajardi made a good point that the black ops 6 logo would probably be ugly i mean yeah i, I just we have to find a way to like <laughs> make that look nice one day if we <laughs> maybe we don't have to but I, i'm sure there's a way to make that look good but uh, I also think because of how controversial Black Ops 4 was for a, mm. a number of reasons that we don't have to go into in detail, but because of how controversial that was, I think maybe Activision's like, okay, let's keep Black Ops in the title, but let's not do any more numbers. And I'm like, I don't know if th yeah. that would really... I think if Cold War was called Black Ops 5, it, it, I think the success and performance would have been the same, but uh, maybe that's their thinking is like, oh, adding a number is not going to really uh, do a, or do justice to the Black Ops series. So, uh, yeah, Fajardi put the exact same thing in chat. Perfect, too. Appreciate <laughs> you joining the discussion, man. I love, I love having you in chat, man. Yeah, you're still here in spirit. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I wonder if when Microsoft takes over, which we're going to talk about that later, it, will they Ooh. be interested in being like, hey, we don't care. We're doing a Black Ops 6 or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll mm. see what kind of what kind of power they really, really have over COD. I mean, they'll have the power, but will they actually use it in the next couple of years? That's another good question as well. But um, I think right now uh, I have some tweets on screen from like Phantom Ice on Twitter about how mm. we could probably get some 1990s flashbacks from Adler's point of view. I mean, in terms of what could even be covered, though, in this game, I mean, if they're going to keep the canon up, which I'm sure they will, what do you think, though, Cal? Can they really only do something with Mason? Because Woods is kind of tricky. They don't want to break continuity with BO2. Uh, Hudson will be dead by that time. So Mason's yep. the only guy where you have that 30-year gap. It's like, well, if the Vanguard post on story means anything, could they do something where Butcher's like, hey, mate, Reznov's alive, and Mason goes looking for him for 30 years, and that's where he was before he pops back well, up? I, I'm be? not entirely certain, and it, and it was a bit weird, but I believe in, um, if, you, if you remember, Black Ops 3 had, like, the big data terminal thing, you know, and yes. it had loads of shit, and it had probably more shit in than the 
the console in um, Black Ops 1, right, you know, the terminal. Right, right. The BO3 one was huge. Um, and I believe it had some of the things in there confirmed that Mason actually canonically dies in Black Ops 2. I believe okay. that Mason being dead and also Menendez being dead is the canon end to Black Ops 2. I thought um, Menendez was alive and was mentioned in Black Ops Three. Unless I'm maybe I'm I'm I, I, I might be forgetting. I, it, it, it's really weird. Honestly, Black Ops Three is a blind spot. It's like who who knows what's going on in that campaign. It's crazy. But yeah. um, yeah, I think Mason definitely is dead. But the I so I am you know to plug some of my own stuff here. I've been working on a video for a little while now with um some other people helping me write it, which was like yeah. a potential you know kind of hypothetical. This is the Cold War sequel. Um. And the vibe we kind of went for was, well, we've got David Mason in Black Ops 2, but he's already 40 years old. He's a command, you know, he's a commander in the USMC. Right. He, he's right. already had an entire career. What? Why would it not be a good idea to have a game where you have like an older Russell Adler still trying to hunt Perseus? And Damn then you've got a sick. young David Mason who comes in and, you know, he's trying to, it, it bridges the gap between right. Black Ops 2 and Black Ops Cold War. That's actually golden. And again, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna double check this live just to make sure. The canon ending of Black Ops 2. I'm super curious now because my mm. memory is probably shot on what happens here. Uh let's see. The one where Chloe is saved and stops Menendez's cyber attack. Menendez is in prison and doesn't escape and kills and kill Woods. And when Section reunites with his father after an odd 40-ish years of thinking he was dead. Uh, so wait, he doesn't kill Woods. Okay, I, yeah, so yeah I, I, doesn't kill Woods. So Menendez doesn't die. Okay, mm, that's okay. something. But um, the Mason part is what's tricky. Yeah, that, I, I, I don't. Part. I, I think Mason being, I think Mason being alive is a cool thing for the fans. But I, I don't think for a moment that like you, you just ruined the entire campaign. Like, imagine Mason is gone for thirty years, just out of it. Doesn't make sense to me. Maybe they'll do it. I don't know. You know, it, it's right. very ambiguous. But like. Um. Yeah. Oh, and be careful yeah. looking at a uh, game facts there. That's a notoriously toxic forum. You might see some. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I, I, I I do remember seeing some crazy stuff. On here. I mean, I see a quote here. It's like Hendrix also mentioned that Menendez quote got what he deserved, which could also mean yeah. you know, David at least kills him. That being said, that could also mean Mason and Woods live to be the old guys. I mean, yeah. Menendez being killed by David Mason is canon, so the Cordis die ending must also be canon. Yeah, there's that. De- there's definitely room for a retcon. I, I don't mind a retcon either, to be honest with you. I really don't. I mean, I don't think that's what they're gonna do. But uh, I think, uh, as Fajardi said right here, perfectly. I think he brought it up last week. Cold War established we don't need to follow Woods and Mason to tell a Black yeah. Ops story. I believe Adler's our new face of Black Ops. I have no problem with that at all. I'm totally down for that. I do want more Damon Victor Allen Woods content for sure. Hell yeah. But and maybe they can find a way to slip that in. But I do agree. I think the way they've established Adler, and he was an instant fan favorite and was a pretty awesome part of the post-launch story as well, obviously, with the brainwash and with Stitch. They definitely established that they can write some fantastic characters that could take over the Black Ops series. And I'm totally cool with that. If Cold War is the only game where, like, we get this, like, cameo appearance from Mason and Woods, I'm cool with that. If going forward we don't get that anymore, fine. Maybe, maybe like Cal said, let's not try to ruin the legacy of, like, what Black Ops 2 stands for. It's an awesome campaign. Let's not even touch that. Let's just do something else. Because there's so much they can do, honestly. Oh, shit. Um, Apparently there is, like, a, um, I'm guessing it's, like, some storyline recap on um, Treyarch's YouTube and of the COD, like, story, probably for BO3. 
or BO4, and um, apparently that Menendez dying is the canon ending, yeah. So when that ending when Menendez dies, Alex doesn't come back, right? I'm just gonna get that confirmed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Alex Alex stays dead. So Woods accidentally kills him? Was that, is that, I'm gonna see. Uh, yeah, yeah, Woods kills him. Woods Menendez kills him on dies. accident. That's fucked up. That's actually a fucked up. <laughs> Honestly, that's so fucked up, but I mean, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, yeah, I do remember where, I don't know where they, was it on their YouTube? I don't know where they posted that at. I'm on Twitch, uh, I have no idea where they posted that. That's crazy. He, it was before Cold War? Oh, 2015. Oh. Yeah, I believe this is the video. Um, yeah, this is the video. Yeah, I think. Let's take a look here. Uh, okay, I, I just pulled it up real quick. It's a 10 minute vid, so I'm gonna skip to... Okay, I'm at Black Ops 2 now. Rob Menendez is born. What kind of audio is this? Oh, it's just music. I'm not gonna play that, sorry. I'm skipping towards, oh, this is, this is crazy. I don't remember ever seeing this actually. This was posted in 2015. I was, I mean, I was 15 years old, so I probably saw it. Yeah, here we go. If you if you skip to um 1021. Menendez hacks into the Armada of US drones, launches an attack on Los Angeles. David Mason escorts the president. Rob Menendez is killed by US special forces while trying to escape from a Kurdistan military facility. Disguised as a US soldier. Yeah, okay. There you go then. So it still works then. Like the, the Black Ops yeah, 3 mention yeah. of this still makes sense. Okay, that's cool. Uh, we didn't know the stories of Mason Woods, time for Adler's story. Yeah, there's so much left to do with him. Uh, yeah, honestly. Or if you want to do something even crazier with David Mason, do like a Task Force 1 for 1 tie-in because like the times are around the same. Um, you could you could do a lot with that for sure. Uh, oh my God, Rick and Morty, LeBron James confirmed for season one of Multiverses. Yeah, by the way, Chet, uh, if anyone's played Multiverses, it's a really crazy game. I just got a beta code for it yesterday. We were playing, uh, my brother and I, Fajardi. Uh, it's a crazy game, dude. It's like uh, WB's version of, of Smash Bros. Even though it's not just going to be WB characters, it's really cool. Definitely I'll, awesome. I'll say awesome. right now, dude, Taz is OP. Tat, bro, there is something up with, with Taz, though. He, he needs to get nerfed <laughs> a little bit. I saw somebody had maxed out Iron Giant, and he wasn't doing great, so maybe they're going to buff him. But I, I'm addicted to uh, to Batman, obviously. That's just my guy, but I was going off with that. Um, Harley Quinn also is a little broken. Maybe they'll nerf her at some mm. point. <laughs> she can get some combos in. Yeah, the game's awesome. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that. The beta, I think the early access beta ends, like, was in a week and a half, and then the full launch is free to play. Um, and was it early August, I think? Forgot exactly the uh, yeah the name of that, but yeah, definitely definitely some uh, crazy stuff going on. But yeah, Chad, I think there's a lot of potential for the future of Black Ops. Uh, whether they retcon Black Ops Two or not is still unknown. But I think if you wanted to retcon that and said, okay, we're gonna have Mason have a role, then I would say maybe whatever is being set up right now in the Vanguard post-launch story can help set that up. But as Cal's pointed out a bunch of times, I don't think there might be there is going to be any repercussions. <laughs> the post-launch story of Vanguard right now. What, what would you say though about that? It's like first you're talking about oh, Godzilla, oh, God. now you're talking about Terminator. It's like what's going on with Butcher's narration, man? Is Woods close to just whacking him already? Like oh, we've heard geez, this thing before. I don't, I don't know, dude. I, I've got it. I mean, my my. I mean, maybe it's co. I mean, they they care enough about the the overarching story to be like, well, this isn't going to compromise the rest of the stuff. That's fair. I yeah. honestly think if they if they are that um that they, they believe in you know keeping it normal and grounded that much either at the end of this game or maybe in some modern warfare game will get a throwaway line about yeah oh yeah nebula 5 caused all of these hallucinations or something like honestly <laughs> hallucinations. It, it'd be yeah. the easiest throwaway explanation for it that's i mean if that if that could set up fun gameplay opportunities let's do it man 
let's definitely do it. We'll just use, use hallucinations as uh, as cope, yeah. and then we'll, <laughs> we'll go from there. I, don't, I really don't mind that. I, I don't mind it. But I think uh, when you're into the story, uh, like you are, like I am, sometimes it gets to a point where you're like, can you just make something work? Can you just explain this? Like, come on, yeah. man. It's But it's we can't get everything we want. That's just the way That's the way COD is with the story. Um, Fortnite actually merges their crossovers into the story. There's a there's a there's a question this Fortnite season where you find oh there's a quest line excuse me this Fortnite season where you find the Sith the Sith holocron really cool. Mm. Call of Duty does not weave it into the story. Yeah, that that's that. I mean, I like how 80s action heroes from Colder right. They didn't even try to weave that into the story. They just added that for fun. Yeah. Whereas with Vanguard, they were like, let's do a whole cinematic cutscene for this, which wasn't necessary in my opinion. So that, and like when we yeah. have Butcher, like you know, when it it 80s action heroes, that was cool, and we had like an an you know like an 80s action movie trailer for it. That's really that cool. was badass. But that then was badass. when you have Butcher going like you know, oh yeah, we you know we were so pre we detonated those bombs, and then something even we couldn't have prepared for happened, and then you see Godzilla, it's like yeah, okay, this is getting a bit yeah. silly. Yeah. And, and yeah, even like, the, I think it's the COD UK Twitter account, which posts funny stuff a lot of the time, have even like made fun of that. I couldn't find the meme, but I remember they posted something like, oh, how is Mason's crew reacting to Butcher's story right now? It was back when yeah. uh, Monarch got revealed. I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely something that is strange considering the Pulsar story started off and we're like, oh, okay, it's gonna be heavily integrated in Black Ops. Butch is going to tell him something interesting. We'll probably get like a World at War focused season <laughs> with like a bunch of remasters, a uh, possible Reznov crossover <laughs> operate. We're thinking all these things and we're like, dude, it's like you're right there at the finish line with something really spicy that you can do here and you haven't done it. It's like, whatever. We're not trying to be negative or complain here, but it's just obviously a missed opportunity that would have been perfect for this game. But I, I think the whole post-World War II trope is kind of out the window at this point. Now we're in the late 70s. We're about to hit the 80s in season yeah. five. So it's like we're way – that ship has sailed to do something cool with World at War, <laughs> in my opinion. I don't think that's uh, Yeah, right. unfortunately. Oh, and just to answer quickly what um, what Sonic, who he, he's a regular in uh, the lore chat, what he said, yep. it's I, – I don't see them doing a sequel to Vanguard in any capacity. I don't no. think many of the characters have even connect. You know, they always like the big thing for characters is do these connect with an audience? You know, are the, do the audience find these characters compelling? And maybe other than um, – Paulina, you know, put, portrayed by the uh, the excellent Laura Bailey. I don't think yeah. any of the characters have really hit that much. Um, you know, Paulina's a tough one though, right? Because Polina's yeah, like, yeah, it's like I, they still sold bundles for her, but it's like, how do you necessarily put her in the spotlight? Consider considering what she is. You know what I mean? It's like a Raven up situation again. So it's like, how yeah. much can you push her now for the rest of the for the rest of the season? You really can't. I, so I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if it wasn't for the conflict, they would have pushed her more and done something with her in the story. They had to rewrite something. But I, I'm still, like, mind-blown that the end of the Vanguard campaign is, is pretty cool. It's like, okay, we're Task Force Vanguard. But then Butcher's like, no, I set up Task Force Vanguard. It's like, where were you in the campaign? And then season four's <laughs> intro is like, okay, they're fighting for gold in Caldera. It's like, why has Caldera been this big plot point, too, for, like, three seasons now across, like, two decades? It's another well, thing, it's too, that I, kind I don't... Of, um, <laughs> it's it, really it's weird. It's kind of fucked up when you think about it because you've got these, you know, these soldiers like Kingsley who are, like, very, you know, very moral, like, these, you know, hit hero, these unsung heroes of World War II. Yeah. Um, and then to see them basically become killers for hire is kind of, and honestly, they could have done something really interesting with that, like, you know... The killers they, they for hire thing. Done, yeah, yeah, like, maybe some commentary, you know, about, like, this is how we... Because, I mean, you know, it's a big problem in real life, you know, soldiers come out of Absolutely. the army and they don't have a lot 
And they could have made, you know, an interesting point about that. But no, it's kind of, it's just a bit of a joke. Like, oh yeah, haha, let's all go to uh, Fortune's Keep and kill everyone for fun. Right, it's like, right, well, right. there was an opportunity. Again, like a lot of the seasons, there's an op And like the campaign, there's a solid opportunity here. And they have just not grasped it. Right, they've just not done it. I mean, it, it, you know what? It's like, I think Sledgehammer's treatment of Vanguard is very, very reminiscent of 343's treatment of Halo Infinite, <laughs> uh, EA's treatment of Battlefield or DICE, I should say. I, I'm getting mm. this. Isn't, isn't that weird how the three, like, the three uh, <laughs> major franchises that happen to release a game in the same year for the first time in a while all drop the ball at the exact same time? You know what I mean? I was playing Halo yeah. uh, Halo 1 Remastered last night with Sean. I'm on, like, a Mission 3 or something. <laughs> and I was looking at it, and I'm like, I'll, first of all, 343, I think, from the beginning has been problematic for Halo. We're not going to go into that too much. Mm. But I was looking at the remaster, and it's like, the original version is very dark, and then the remaster is, like, bright. And I'm like, why didn't they just remaster a night environment for Halo 1? It's yeah. like So it's just, like, decisions that are so questionable you just can't even explain or, or, or whatnot. So... I don't know. I, I still think it's crazy to me that either or not, excuse me, neither Battlefield or Halo this year were able to hit it out the park when they very well could have and could have at least took over COD for a year before Modern Warfare 2. Oh, neither yeah. one of them did that. I still like that. That like, I don't think we're going to get another opportunity like this again where, where they all drop games in the same year. And then, they, like, dude, it's, it's insane to see what happened, honestly. Definitely not, dude. I, I'm just like, it, it. it's, you know, and I feel like a lot of franchises now, and, and I, Weirdly enough, I think COD is actually, other than Vanguard, which is a bit of an anomaly, is one of the few franchises that at least has an identity in a sense. You know, I don't necessarily right. agree with the Modern Warfare direction, but, you know, it's solid and it's, you could look at, you know, probably Modern Warfare 2 when it comes out and you could look at COD 4 and there's still a through line there, you know, you can still see like the, you know, the lineage, but then there's loads of franchises right now, like, you know, Halo, like you say, I think the right. worst offender, I, I tweeted about this the other day, is uh, Assassin's Creed, where, like, all of these franchises <laughs> are just having yeah. massive identity crisis, and that's one thing I will at least say about COD, I don't like the whole modern warfare, everything the same direction, Right. but right. At, le at least it is still, it has, it's still Call of Duty, you know. Absolutely. And speaking of identity, that's a great point. I want to circle back to that point about not liking the direction of Modern Warfare later because mm. it's something that I want to expand on again. You brought it up uh, when you were last on the pod about somebody <laughs> who uh, is on the board of Activision. I think that's a really mm. interesting point to expand on later today for a specific reason. But what I'll say first is there is this tweet. Um, we brought it up last week where Courage kind of talks about Black Ops 3 being the best COD of all time. Cool. Good prestige system. Great zombies. Uh, weapon camels, theater, campaign, whatever. And then... Doug from Modern Warzone was like, wait, dot, dot, great campaign. And then Jack Courage says, I said solid, not great. I've never been one that that is crazy for COD campaigns. I think the campaign is just used to justify $60 price tag. I'd rather all the devs work on making multiplayer and zombies the best it can oh. be because it has more than 6, 10 hours replayability. What I'll say first is that 6 to 10 <laughs> hours, if it's solo only and you're not going for platinum, sure. If you want to do one story walkthrough, sure. But if you, if you ask co-op and you're going for platinum or you're doing something – you can get quite a bit of time out of a campaign. But that's not the point. The point is from uh, your best friend, Ralph, Mr. Cal, your best friend, Ralph's <laughs> Valve here, who said, totally disagree. This is a crazy part. Campaigns are where the heartbeat is put into all the ones and zeros. Narratives play a huge role in establishing the game's identity and will ultimately kick off development. But then I'm like, okay, I, I got to in the first half, right? You got me in the first half, excuse me. Mm. But then he says, Black Ops 4 and Battlefield 2042 serves as great examples. I don't think Black Ops 4 had an identity crisis. 
despite not having a campaign. Do you think it did? I think it had a pretty strong I, identity I, with the zombies, the blackout. It had something going very clearly for the whole I, I think it had a strong identity. Just to go back to the first tweets in that thread, I, I've said th this before for similar stuff. It's like the Chaos fans have suddenly appeared out of nowhere. Where the hell were these people when Black Ops 4 <laughs> needed the support yeah. during its cycle, first off? Right. Now saying, oh yeah, it's a good thing that, you know, campaigns aren't worked on. That's not what, that is not what you said at the time, I can guarantee. But, you know, that that's a minor point. I do not, I actually think Black Ops 4 had a very strong identity. I don't think yeah. a campaign is core to the identity, but I do think it really helps to inform it. Um, if let's say Vanguard, imagine Vanguard didn't have a campaign, right? I, I that I think it would be a confused mess because you'd have all the characters suddenly who you don't know, um, right. and you're meant to give it a shit about, and it, it's kind of weird, you know. Black Ops Four had lore, it had specialist stories, it had the Blackout lore, which was um, unfortunately the Blackout lore has actually been decanonized. This is something that people don't know a lot about. The whole idea with Blackout <laughs> was that. I mean, Von der Haar said this repeatedly in interviews. It's not a simulation. There's something more to it. And, and there was, and it was really interesting. But then when Cold War was coming out and they did that timeline on the trail website, the section on BO4 said, oh yeah, the simulation known as Blackout. So because people didn't pay attention, that's now gone and that's a shame. But that's, you know, besides the point, it did have a lot of yeah. stuff going on. I always love going back to this website because it lists, obviously, World at War, Black Ops 1, mm. Cold War. I think uh, COD 24 will be right in between Cold War and Black Ops yeah. 2, obviously. Yeah, and it has Black Ops 2, 3, and 4. I guess, yeah, like you said, people didn't pay attention. So, like, why even keep it canon? We do something else instead. Even though it's also confusing for people that Black Ops 4 is a prequel to Black Ops 3, but that's another discussion yeah, for another time. That, that's, that's a little weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's also, that's also a little messy, but... Um, thank you, Deathmonk, for that super chat. We did see the tweet from Prestigious Key earlier uh, this afternoon. We're going to go over that once we get into Season 4 Reloaded. Thank you so much for that super chat, buddy. Must love. Um, that's a very interesting package that uh, the GOAT Ryan did receive earlier today. Halo Infinite is exposed. To, it's supposed to be a 10-year game, but where is it now? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I honestly, the, the way I see it, the, the way the game's been handled, I think they're just betting on a Halo BR to bang and then keep that going for a while and then until mm. another Halo. I, I, don't I don't see Halo Infinite multiplayer getting you know, some type of destiny treatment or any of that. I don't I don't see it happening, but maybe I'm wrong and they have all the all these plans that we have no idea about. We'll have to wait and see. But um I mean yeah, I remember when Destiny was releasing the original right. Destiny and they said this is a ten year game. And I mean, you know, Destiny was an ambitious project and if that couldn't have right. been a ten year game, I'm sorry, but there is no way in hell Halo Infinite is a ten year game. I don't even think it's a one year game. Well, yeah, because I mean, first of all, there's core fundamental features of Infinite that aren't out yet. And you would think that because when they first delayed the game, they were like, oh, it's going to be a mm. Series X launch game. Then it wasn't. Then it was delayed. And then it comes out and you're like, oh, maybe another like two months, three months for Forge or what co-op campaign. Dude, we're about to be a year in and none of that is out. <laughs> so it's like something clearly went wrong and plans were changed. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I don't know. Do you feel like publishers these days Cal, are trying to emulate that yearly COD cycle? Because I swear Activision wanted that with Destiny. They wanted, you know, multiple Destiny games. They wanted Destiny 3, which is why Bungie left mm. <laughs> Activision. Um, they didn't want Destiny 2 to be updated for a while. Uh, Microsoft wanted Bungie to do more Halo games. They didn't want to do that either. They wanted to do something else. So it's like, you have these publishers and, and, and these higher-ups and executives that I think want to keep emulating that COD cycle where you get a game out every year, every other year. A lot of devs aren't down for that. What would you say about that cycle that COD is like the only series still doing it really. I mean, you have obviously the sports games, but that doesn't really count because that's kind of a copy based anyway. But <laughs> what, what would you say about like that trend now or not even a trend, but the trend they want to keep alive. That's not really there anymore for any other game. 
Well, I think the COD cycle is kind of um, the COD cycle is a bit of a misnomer. I mean, not that it, it doesn't happen; it does happen. But like, it's not one studio making a game every year. Um, again, I mentioned Assassin's Creed earlier. Assassin's Creed is kind of weird at its height. It kind of was that, but it it, it was a bit weird because it was like about twenty studios working on it. But it was every year, so that was weird. But um, COD is you know you have these three distinct studios, and then you know like you're. Beanox, your High Moon, your Activision Shanghai, who were there to help out. And so as a result, you know, like Treyarch, if I had to guess, are only just now starting to ramp up on, um, or not even ramp up, they're probably in the very early stages of, um, you know, Cold War Two, whatever we want to call yeah, it. Yeah, right, right, right. 2024. Right. That's, right. They have a, a break, you know. It's not like they're not making anything, but they're not crunching right now. But some of these games, they're like, it, it would just be a constant crunch. And like, COD does not, despite what people think, COD doesn't really have that. Um, unless you're Treyarch, because Activision seems to like giving Treyarch all of the things that go wrong. Well, that's another thing too. It's like, we, we can go into some huge tinfoil hat theories. It's like, mm. is there some type of like back-end deal going on where somebody who happens to be at Infinity War that's also an Activision executive, is this person just like sabotaging Treyarch? Like, again, we're going to sound like such fanboys for saying this, but it's like, I, I just I just still can't comprehend, and maybe we'll get an explanation soon, unless the rumor isn't true, that Treyarch had to do two modes for Vanguard and is about to also help with two modes for Modern Warfare 2. It's like, where are these studios mm. When Treyarch needed them for Black Ops 4, for QA testing, for Black Ops Gold yeah. War. I mean, it's like... For I, Vanguard Zombies, you know. Yeah, it's I like... I mean, I don't get allegedly, it. Allegedly, there's a very, very small team on Vanguard Zombies. That's what people seem to be saying. And if that's true, why aren't more people helping? Um, and I imagine it's probably, you know, a small team at Treyarch and then probably teams across, you know, the various support studios if I had to guess. Right, and so right. So it's like, why, why aren't they, you know, why aren't people from Infinity Ward helping them? You know, it's, I, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, we obviously have the image that was put together by Ralph a little while ago. And I think other gaming scoopers supported mm. this. All the studios working on MW2. I mean, you have Demonware, Toys for Bob, Sledgehammer, High Moon, Raven, Activision, Infinity War, Treyarch, Beanox. And then as of yesterday, not sure if it's true or not, he says update. Sony also has a few departments and assets working directly on Modern Warfare 2. If it's for like PSVR, I get it. Wow. But if it's not for that, it's like, what... <laughs> what is going on with Modern Warfare 2? Why are so many studios working on the game? Do they just want all hands on deck to make sure that this is the best launch ever, that it's a smooth start to COD 2.0, so to speak? He goes and says, mostly supervision over things like audio systems and tech. Again, cool, but it's like, where is this kind of help for any other COD from any other dev studio? Why is it only Modern Warfare 2 getting this? But again, people are going to take it out of context and make it seem like I'm like salty that uh, this yeah. game has all these studios. I don't care what game has it. I think all games should have this kind of treatment if they're going to do this going forward. Even though, personally, I think when Microsoft takes over, they're going to make sure that I think the studios are better organized, so you don't have every single team working on Warzone or COD. Have Beanox and High Moon and Toys for Bob work on Crash Bandicoot or, 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 or these other yeah. old Activision games. Bring all those games back and have a set group of people just on COD and expand to the other games again. You know what I mean? It's, it's just really weird to see what's going yeah, on Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's like, um, you know, COD makes a lot of money, but I mean, you know, the Insane Trilogy for Crash made a lot of fucking yeah. money. Crash Crazy. 4 made a lot of money. Um, you know, like Spyro, like all of these Activision franchises that are like beloved, why, why not bring them back? I'd like to see, you know, maybe some like... I, I would buy a Crash Bandicoot-themed bundle in a heartbeat, man. For sure, like, man. 
why aren't they using these IPs? But, um, you know, you, you said it, maybe it's a little tinfoil, but I, I don't think it is tinfoil to, you know, talk about potentially, you know, some higher up places in Activision having some bias because we know they are. It literally in right. the Vanguard credits, as I discussed the last time we were on this podcast, you know, a very, um, a very high up developer in, in Infinity Ward is in a very high position in Activision. He is, um, he is a peer of Bobby Kotick. He is at that level, yeah. and he is. He, it, it got you know. Of course, he has an Infinity Ward bias. Is he necessarily sabotaging the other games? Well, you know, who's to say that that you know? I mean, he, he may well like them, but of course, there will be an unconscious bias to the studio that he's built his career in. That, right. That's just you know, that's just a fact. And um, again, you know, maybe I mean I'm going to sound like such a conspiracy theorist now because going from that <laughs> to that, but. Yeah. I just want to segue into something. Do you not think it's interesting how, you know, you look at any previous COD game, right? Multi Because, you know, leaks for multiplayer, like, you know, we, 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 we're both into zombies, but really leaks for multiplayer are like the bread and butter, right? Oh, yeah. They are, right. you know, the ones that are everywhere. Do you not think it's interesting about how weird the leaks for Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer have been? Absolutely. You know, do, just, do, we know, do we know anything about the game systems yet? normally like the perk system and that no. kind of stuff is the first thing to leak yeah literally the f i i remember the black ops 4 perks leaking like months before the game was out you know we knew they right, were like the right. military patch style things yeah so and we knew what the system was we knew it was you know we, so why haven't we seen that for modern warfare 2 yet um maybe it's i mean i don't know maybe i'm a tinfoil hat but perhaps it's because um it's in the works that you know people in places want this game to succeed and perhaps they've recognized that some of these systems wouldn't be appealing to consumers i don't yeah, know i i love when you say people in places that it's just it's just fantastic <laughs> i mean i have a perfect segue for this um mm. i, I want to send you this clip first and i want i want i want you to start playing at the same time i do because people listening to this pattern right mm. might not have seen it um however okay. if you do follow twitter charlie intel you probably did it's a clip from cod partner phase swag who actually leaked some of the first details about the movement from modern warfare 2 now funny mm. enough what he says lines up with the gameplay we're about to see in warzone mobile this new ability so to speak to like slide mm. and then jump to prone at the same time it's this new feature that seems to be in modern warfare 2 but what that seemingly confirms is that then there won't be traditional slide canceling. Now, I'm not going to go into slide canceling. I've already said I think it's stupid how a broken mechanic kind of got uh, glorified into this meta movement you're supposed to use in order to play well. I think the whole thing is stupid, and I do appreciate that Vanguard kind of watered it down a little bit, kind of nerfed the ability to do it. Cold War doesn't have it, so that's that was my theory back during like the Colder beta. Like mm. People immediately wrote off Colder multiplayer because they're like, oh, I can't play this like I play Modern Warfare and Warzone. This game sucks. That's literally... Uh, always been my my theory about why people just instantly didn't like Cold War. Not because of the hit detection or the weapons or the maps or the colors. I think it's that. But uh, do you have that clip pulled up? I'll, I'll, I, uh, I'll just um, pull it up right can here. Can you... It's on Twitter. Uh, I'm... Twitter DM. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, oh, shit. Crap, okay. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, let me know when you're ready and I'll, I'll hit play on this one. This is this is great. Uh, there we go. I'm ready. This... And I'll, I, what I'll say is this might be why, <laughs> like you said... They haven't revealed anything about the gameplay, the movement, the changes mm. yet, because it's about to be controversial, and they want to save it for the last minute after the max amount of pre-orders is in for, uh, or are in for this game. So, all right, three, mm. two, and one. Like I said, I played Modern for 2, bro. It's li it literally played. It, exactly. It played, like, just like how 2019, it, the feel of it. 
They need to change small things. Whether it's like stuff for a kill, like the down or whatever. They need to change fonts. They need to. They can't. They can't keep it the same. No, it's definitely not the same. You know what I'm saying? But it has that like the, the same. You can tell it's like. I don't know, it's hard to explain. There's little things you can change about a game that will make it feel way different. You know what, you know what's different is the movement. The movement is different. <laughs> the big difference? Man, it ain't no, you're not gonna be like, you have the dolphin dive now. You have that aspect in the game. Straight up leaks it, by the way. I don't know how you got permission to do this, but. I, I... <laughs> not, like, not like how you think it is. I don't know, you never know. Cause like people like find different mechanics like I said, I played modern for two, bro. Okay. It's literally, I mean, literally played. <laughs> Infinity Isn't that Ward, weird? Um, they have a track record for, uh, should we say, being a little trigger happy with the details of the game when it comes to influences. You know, they. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I, you have to wonder whether or not this, uh, this gentleman here has, uh, been told to reveal certain things. <laughs> right. So, was the dolphin dive was confirmed? I don't think it was. I remember Ralph put an article about that, and the COD partners talked about it. I don't know if that was like confirmed though from Charlie Intar or anything. But like Hal said, you know, Infinity Ward could have loose lips pretty often with with details of the game. But that's one hundred percent a plan to leak. By the way, there is no way he just oh, randomly yeah. on stream is like, oh yeah, by the way, guys, here's what's going on. Uh, that was definitely planted. So it's like Infinity Ward is very carefully throwing out info about the game it's like but why be so careful it's like that's the thing right is it is it about to be that controversial to where it changes people's minds about buying the game or, or enjoying the multiplayer i, I really wonder because they first describe it as like similar to mw it's like the same kind of game but then with fundamental changes to the movement so that's kind of recipe for disaster where people are like oh you had something good with 2019 why'd you change it i mean that's their opinion i don't even think uh, the movement was that great in, in 2019. I think the engine is fine. The way the game runs is cool. Uh, it has its problems. Visually, it's rooted in realism. So it's like, it is what it is with that. But movement-wise, I see that being something very hot. I see that being a very hot topic <laughs> throughout the COD community, Twitter, Reddit. What would you say, though, Cal? You think that's going to be something that is really damaging to the game? Yeah, they have to change I, I, it? I mean, like that's movement, weird. You know, movement, like anything like that, like, you know... Um, Core game, like, like, well, what would you say core gameplay systems to a COD multiplayer or DK? I'll pass the ball back to you for a sec. Core, core gameplay. I, I mean, yeah, we're talking. Core gameplay systems. Yeah, we're talking like uh, the way the HUD works, the the gunsmith created class system, the movement, uh, possible tax sprint, um, the way the perks and wild cards work. I mean, uh, even map design too. It can heavily impact yeah. gameplay because i think if modern warfare 2019 had better map design i think the game probably would have been a million times better i think map design is actually my biggest problem with that game not even the mm. the core gameplay and movement but that, that's kind of what i would say with with gameplay mechanics well I, I just imagine like if you know god forbid they change a core mechanic in the game you know i people if i i don't i mean i occasionally you know it's I, I hate all the COD reddits, but in, in, a, in a weird way, they're like my guilty <laughs> yeah. pleasure. You know, I, I, I do enjoy reading some of the really low IQ shit people have to say on there. But, you know, and you look at what people say about Modern Warfare and all of the discourse about the game right now is, oh, yeah, I'm sure they'll keep everything the same. You know, right, thank God right. Infinity Ward are going to keep everything the same. You know, I didn't like Cold War because it was too different. I'm I'm going to be buying this game because it will just be like Modern Warfare 2019 again right, with better right. graphics. Yeah, and it's like, well, hang on a sec, friend. You don't you know, <laughs> hold, hang hold on your a horses. Sec. 
Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, hey, dude, I I think maybe the campaign will be more along the lines of the same as the 2019 mm -hmm. campaign, gameplay-wise, mechanic-wise, but uh, multiplayer might be a, a whole different situation. So it's like, yeah, and like Deathmunk said, intervention confirmed. I mean, yeah, I think I saw Modern Warzone tweet that today. He got flown out. It's like, is Activision just planting leaks across their COD partners now just to slowly like re reveal certain things instead of doing a trailer or blog yet? Yeah, it's like, I, I'm confused on that too. It's like, is nobody in trouble for talking about that? Because in my opinion, I mean, we, we were getting strikes talking about the Red Door three years ago. And then today everyone's like, oh yeah, we're getting flown out to hotels and free food and we're, we're leaking fucking multiplayer. It's like, I guess the time have changed I, I don't know what's going on there but i find that fascinating that now that's like acceptable but back then talking about a picture without even putting it on screen will get you a strike it's like i just i it, it gets you so confused with like what is acceptable and what's not with activision it's actually hilarious um well i mean the, the, what's acceptable and what's not is if you're in that good books it's acceptable and if not you, uh, <laughs> you better watch it yeah i just i don't it's like you know what man i just i just want this game to succeed for everybody's sake but you know, so far, there's been a lot of red flags that were like, hold on a second, what's going on here? That's a little, uh, there's there's been some concerning mm. reveals about MW2, so it's like, hoping for the best, man. It's just, we'll, we'll have to see um, what happens going forward. But I also had a good point written down about kind of the, the consequences of a year or two for Modern Warfare 2. Maybe that really is what we need as a bit of a reset for COD. Maybe that'll even ensure that the next Black Ops or other CODs after that have a strong year two and have a year two where a lot of budgets put into it marketing maybe mw2 kind of doing it first officially will be like mm. the kickstart of something really special but there's also consequence to that too if like if the game just doesn't succeed as we always talk about then it's gonna be a very rough two years for most people it's a yeah. moment it's like there's, there's like some pros and cons to doing it here but we're gonna hope that the pros outweigh the cons and and can set up something special that cod might need because i brought this up i'm like you kind of notice how no matter how successful a COD is, BO3 is kind of an exception because that had three years of support. Uh, Infinite Warfare wasn't doing great. Modern Warfare Remastered was doing all right. World War II was eh. So Black Ops 3 was able to like pick up the slack. And that's yeah. why you would see explosive growth from people. Views were good for that game no matter what. Zombies multiplayer. But Cold War, I'll, I'll say this. I think, at least for me and other channels that I noticed, you kind of reach this, this cap of growth after a while. After like... The six seasons, roughly, to mm -hmm. where it's like there's not much more you're going to get out of the game if you're looking for growth on YouTube, if you're looking for performance. Um, and I wonder if Activision saw similar statistics where it's like they weren't really seeing anything too crazy, but steady, right? Just like more of the same. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm like, if you're a creator, I'm wondering how a year to a Modern Warfare 2 will at all push growth. Will it be that big to where it's like a new game comes out? Because typically, I think the most people see growth during like the launch window and then some spurts throughout the DLC updates. But I'm curious if this year two is going to like change that to where there will still be explosive growth when a year two happens. I mean, what would you say about uh, how, how that's kind of been, that's just a typical COD cycle, but uh, in terms of year two from MW2, what would you say is like likely well, here with, with that? I, I suppose it's all dependent on what do we mean by year two? Like if it's like six more full, because, I mean, technically, Modern Warfare 2019 had, like, what was it, 12 seasons? I think it was. But the secondary six seasons were, like, you know, maybe you got an operator. Same with Cold War, a very similar deal. You know, but yeah. it's, like, it is getting a year two, but it's not, like, it's not full development time. Now, I, I suppose what it hinges on is whether or not the game is good. Because if, if the game sure. is good and it, sure. you know, fulfills and overcomes all the expectations on it, then, of, of course, it's going to get supported for another year. Right. Um, you know, fully 
maybe it won't. Like, who knows? I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't really follow, like, leaks and stuff, but, mm. you know, everyone's heard this mysterious new game mode now, and I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the um, the prevailing kind of idea that it's coming out in the second year? Well, that that's like my tinfoil hat, just the way that it's been described as, like, unfinished and the way we're seeing job listings for infinity war that are working on an open world rpg it's like is that a separate entity is that dmz yeah so that's where my theory comes from but then i mean oh my god this it's so community. i think the episode after you came on last um this is where all this stuff went down you had three insiders right or, or quote-unquote insiders going at it yeah tom henderson versus the ghost of hope versus ralph three completely oh different stories of what the hell dmz is it's hilarious fajardi is so sick of this topic it's funny uh you had, I think you had Hope that said, okay, DMZ has, like, four of its own maps. We'll not use the Warzone 2 map. Um, it comes out uh, at release. Tom Henderson said, it's not coming out at release. It's coming out this fall, but it's using the Warzone 2 map, and it's not free to play. And then you had Ralph that was like, no, it's actually free to play. It'll be a standalone app in 2023. And we're like, huh? What? <laughs> what the what are you talking about? It's like, what, what is the mode? Um, so it's been the, the and then also I forgot to mention, um, or that I, maybe I did mention, uh, Tom said, yeah, it is going to use the Warzone 2 map. It's not going to have its own like mm. experiences. It'll be like Spec Ops in 2019 where it's like yeah. to dance, blah, 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 into Spec Ops, into Warzone. So, so we see that and we're like, okay, now we actually know nothing <laughs> about this mode. Because at first I was like, wait, this is the replacement for Spec Ops, right? No, it, it's not. Spec Ops is coming back. So that's why I also wanted, I wanted to ask you this. Isn't it amazing, though, how poor Spec Ops was received, yet Activision is going to do a sequel to that? It's like, wait, if, how, do you, how do you win people over this time? If you spent money on the first one and were like, wow, this is terrible, how do you convince them to spend money on it again? The marketing has to be golden for it. It just has to be. I, mean, I, I, won I wonder if it's just it, it's just as bad and they just feel compelled to put a third mode in. I really do. That, um, that's tragic like if that, that's the case. That is tragic. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, I mean, you know, PvE modes, I've, I've always found them fun. You know, um, TF2 Man versus Machine, fucking excellent. You know, that that's going back a few years now. But, um, you know, it, it's maybe it is good. Who knows? It, it could be brilliant. It could be really right. fun. Um, will it convince me to buy the game? Probably not. The game's not really got anything I care about in. Um, right. And I, I, sus I don't see anyone buying the game for Spec Ops. Um, <laughs> Whereas maybe you would see people I'm buying game for zombies, like that, that's happened. Yeah. That's happened. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. well, I mean, I guess the question would be: Would Spec Ops receive like you know? Would it have its because it doesn't have its own kind of aesthetic or iconography? You know, even the people who want to complain about Cold War, you know, no personality. Which I mean, I could go for hours about that, but with, that's not what I'm here to do. You know, <laughs> right even on. those people right are not going to say that Spec Ops has more. You know, is at least the zombies are still, you can tell it's called zombies. Spec Ops could be, more, you know, if you just took a screenshot, hell, it could be multiplayer, you know. Right, what, right, what right, is, right, right. Like, what is unique about Spec Ops other than the fact that it's co-op versus AI? Exactly. I, I, I'll i say this. I think there are some brilliant elements of 2019 Spec Ops. My favorite mission, I forgot the mm -hmm. name of it. It's where, like, you do something in Verdansk. You go to the airport, get on a plane, and it's like a Modern Warfare 3 type experience where you're like yeah. hijacking the plane. Then you jump out of it and do something else again at Verdansk. That is, that is like, to me, peak Modern Warfare, peak Spec Ops and what it could be. But a lot of other missions aren't like that. And then on top of that, most of them are mm -hmm. broken, aren't even playable. It's on veteran by default as it feels. 
there's potential though. If they actually like go full oh, force yeah. and do something, I would love to see that and, and give it the onslaught treatment where it gets updates and LTMs and all this other bullshit, dude. They, they could they could do something special with it. So that's why I have hope they could do something with it. But um, we'll see. I, I just I just find it mind boggling that. They know the reception to it, and they're still going to call it. They, 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 they wouldn't even change the name of the mode, it seems. It's going to be called Spec Ops again. So it's like, you would think business-wise, they're like, okay, this didn't work. Let's rename it. Let's, like, we're going to do a similar yeah. type of mode. But So that's why I was always thinking DMZ is, like, the replacement for it. Escape from Tarkov type thing. That's what I forgot to mention. Tom Henderson had claimed that, according to his sources, I don't know if it's dude, trust me, I heard it in a dream. I don't know where he heard it from. He's saying that apparently DMZ is not like Escape from Tarkov. It's not as hardcore it's really just, it's been over-exaggerated by Ralph. Whereas Ralph said the opposite. He said it's a hardcore freaking COD take on Escape from Tarkov. Dude, mm -hmm. we're hearing massively different stories here. It is crazy. So it's like, we know nothing about it practically. And it's, maybe that's a good thing. So, But at the same time, it's like, when it does get revealed now, expectations have been set pretty high. So that might hurt the longevity of the mode now. It's like, that. that's just what happens every time when there's leaks for anything. That's why it's like, at this point, it's kind of, it's almost doomed in a way. So I don't know. Expectations it, need to be handled better, I think, now. I just think it's so funny that time and time again, people realize that, wow, you know, these guys clearly don't. And I mean, I say these guys, it could be any of them, you know, because it, it's happened to all of them. They don't check their sources. Right. And yet right. people will constantly believe them and parrot what they said as if it's fact. Um and it, it's just really funny. It, it, it just goes on and on. It's been going on for years now. Oh, since yeah. It's like Black Ops 2. It, it's really been happening since BO2. And right. I think that's so funny that people just haven't learned the lesson. Like, that's the thing. I'm all, I'm all for somebody coming up and being like, hey, let's talk about this. These yeah. rumors. I heard this. It's like, okay. But then it, it gets taken too far when you start seeing a bias when they're like, you know, uh, trying to act like uh, the campaign gameplay reveal from MW2 was like this this massive shift for COD. It's like they were talking about, I think it was a volumetric lighting and all these things that are literally in all these other COD games. It's like, this is not something new, but they were, they were blowing it up to be like this breathtaking, like shocking uh, uh, hair on your arm kind of footage. And I'm like, I, did I watch the same fucking reveal as you did? But, the, but that's what I'm saying is like these people, they clout chase, they either have sources that, that, that are outdated or, or whatnot. And it just, it gets really messy. But for Modern Warfare 2, it's been this weird thing. I want to ask you this. It, can mm -hmm. you think of, I know you're not a game dev engineer either, but <laughs> maybe you're, have, you have better uh, knowledge with this. Mm. Warzone Mobile leaking everything for every game on the Modern Warfare engine. Is, is it just that Warzone Mobile is like an emulated version of the MW engine and it just happens to share a, a data pool of info? Because it's like, how is this How is this happening? And how is it not controlled? Uh, it's, just, it's incredible I, to see. It's, it's, it's incredible. I honestly, I, I think ordinarily, I would say that, you know, it, it's because, I mean, they, you know, they do leave shit in sometimes to be found. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, that's yeah. been the case. But. I think it, it's the volume of shit is like too much where it's like, okay, this was a fuck up. Like, I, I have to wonder, is it perhaps because they're not used to mobile development? Is it because it was outsourced to a third party and they didn't right, right. implement the security? Is it, the, is it that the security features for, you know, this, uh, you know, the new kind of design philosophy that COD is on now right. um, and is going to be on? Is it that the security features don't even exist yet? Um and Infinity Ward hasn't invested the time into those security features. Who knows? Right. It, um, it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's yeah. It, it could be anything, but it's it's not it's not good. I don't think it's particularly professional, to be honest. Um, it, it's not. It's really not. It's just. And then you have the, you have these kids on Twitter that are posting everything, and it's like I I just 
it's like when does that stop? When does that get controlled? I just I, I yeah. don't I, I, I personally don't understand that. It's it's the weirdest thing. So I, I'm definitely wondering uh kind of what that what that means for the future now. It's like does every COD that's on MW Engine just get terribly spoiled? Uh <laughs> right, 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 you know, years before launch now. Is that just gonna be a given? Mm. I I really wonder. Uh, what that's going to look like now. But Fajardi made a good point in chat. He said, the bundles and cosmetics have to be good at MW2 or else we run into a Vanguard situation where the bundles suck. If that happens, Mount Over 2 will be a will be in serious danger. MW2019, try to have one Ultra Skin, Reactive, or Mastercraft Challenge. Yeah, literally impossible. That's, that's the funny thing. Um, it brought me to, it brings to a point that I had written down. It's like the new game that came out, Stray, about the cat. I swear there's more hype around a cat right now than anything to do with Call of Duty. It, it is I mean, Stray's a cool game. Stray is a cool game. <laughs> it looks cool. I mean, I haven't played it, but I, the footage we've watched of it, it looks pretty cool. There's something going on yeah. with that game for sure. Like, there's actually some content. I think Fajardi finished it already. He says, like, five-hour game or something. Holy shit. I mean, dude, um, you see those videos where people, like, attach a GoPro to that cat and, like, they go for miles, dude. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's dude, like, cats are cool, man. I wish I could have one. I really wish I could have one. I'm just definitely allergic to them. I, but I like cats. Mm. I really do. Aww. Um, seriously. I, but I wrote this down because I'm like, um, I went to Social Blade, right? I was looking at my channel mm. stats recently. I, I rarely go on Social Blade. I, that site is just AIDS. But, um, I, I went on it for my channel recently and then I started noticing a pattern. Across the board for most COD focused channels, views are down 40%, right? So I'm like, holy crap. Oh my God. U usually, usually we'll see, moments like this during the cod cycle where views are low where you know things aren't doing great whatever we see this all the time every yeah. now and again but it's been a it's been like a, a consistent loss ever since the mono for two reveal like right before the reveal views were picking back up again even though vanguard kind of put us in the dirt a little bit but right after that reveal it looks like views just tragically drop like it's a downward trend if you look at a graph so i'm like holy crap this is bad. It's like, it, it, it's concerning when you look at how controversial MW2 seems to already be. I can't even imagine when it actually gets revealed. Will that help or hurt us more? I don't know. It's like, hold on. This, this is, it's looking, it's looking a bit scuffed right now, man. So it's like, right now, it's like most of us that do COD full time. We're just trying to keep our head above water, post as much as we can, be unique. But it's really weird to see, man. It's like, especially before a Modern Warfare 2. It's like, you, you would have thought that, Leading up to the reveal, then after it, everything's just going up, 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 up because everyone's so hyped for this game. But it's like, so far, the viewership on YouTube does not support that everybody's hyped for the game. It's the weirdest thing. And I know YouTube and, and numbers like that are not like the end-all or the, the be-all, end-all explanation of how performance and hype is looking. Mm. But they do tell you something, right? They tell you something. Twitch yeah. is probably the worst example, though, because a, a big guy could just go live and inflate the number oh, for yeah. a day. But YouTube, though, is a little bit of a better indicator of kind of where the interest and hype is. And we saw this clearly with Vanguard, right? From the get-go, nobody gave a shit. And Modern Warfare yeah, 2... Yeah, it, it was dead on a... Vanguard was unfortunately dead on arrival, yeah, like, months right. before, you know... The, I mean, stuff for that game leaked quite early, I seem to remember. And, like, even from there, people just, like, sledgehammer what... And it's so weird to me because, like, World War Two game, people say and they go, oh, that's boring. But then you say World at War remake to someone or, like, World at War Two, and people go, yeah, bring that out next. I want that so bad. And it's so interesting, right? And it, I think it's just because the tone of World at War was... It was so different to any World War Two game that it came out before and nothing else has really matched it since, you know... Not even counting zombies, you know. You make a World War Two game where the soundtrack is like predominantly electric guitars and synths. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I do love that about about those games, man. Um, 
I, I think that, that, is, that is interesting, though. I think it's just, it, I wasn't, I think there's people that, kind of like what you were saying, people that genuinely mm. believe World War II and the era was the problem. I don't think, I don't think it was. I think it was, yeah, I think it was the approach. You know, we talked about it earlier about like campaign setting the tone for your game and, 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 you know, being the identity. It's like, sure. But the way you present that tone as well is so important. And Vanguard was not presented correctly. So it's like, it just, it, that that's really what it's been. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very curious, man, what, what's going to happen here. Is this this big turnaround? Yeah. Or are we all going to start like jumping ship and doing something else in the next year? I really wonder, man, what, what's going to happen. I, here, I mean, I, my my prediction is that you know regardless of whether the game is even controversial or not, I think um, numbers will be okay because it's a modern warfare game, and I think it will should be at least people. I I think it will at least be you know above what it is now. But just because people are playing a COD game doesn't mean they're enjoying it. I think we've uh, <laughs> we've learned that from uh, Warzone yeah. fans. Warzone oh, yeah. fans seem to hate Warzone more than anyone else. I mean, that it's really funny you say that because uh, I, I had written down here as well. This is perfect. Something about Warzone recently. So I noticed a, an influx, apparently, of like these shadow bans going on with mm. these full time streamers and these Giga Chat sweats. And I'm like, it, I, I mean, that's always been a problem. I know we've seen a lot of shadow bans every now and again. We've seen people that are like just playing normally and still get it. Maybe they do like a camel unlock glitch or something, Who, whatever. Mm. But no, lately I noticed a lot more tweets about these shadow bands and these weird things going on so i'm like uh is something going on i mean it's like the conspiracy is that ricochet is not that well designed to where if you just spam report somebody it'll just auto ban that person until they appeal it so i i'm like in that case i get the frustration with warzone players but i've never i don't think i've ever seen at least in the cod scene there be so many people dedicated to just looking for people that are cheating in Warzone. I, I, and I think, I, I sent majority of these tweets almost every day. I, I think I see at least one tweet a day about this where somebody gets accused or footage gets exposed or somebody's just good and gets and gets accused uh, or just all these if, ands, and buts, all these like, oh, why aren't you calling out this person for cheating? I've never seen such an obsession with that topic. And it's the weirdest thing. It's like, just play the game or go outside. Why? Like, clearly we know there's already cheaters, but it's like to spend time so much time that is i mean i've seen some good videos put together that are very really well produced high production values in them that goes into like you know uh an explanation of how this person cheated I, stuff like that is cool but when it's people on twitter though the youtube the youtube content is different when you actually put time into the into the content and, and it kind of like exposes things people didn't know mm -hmm. about that's fine but when they, you have like 20 tweet threats for people that are just like complaining complaining it's like first of all if i i remember this like it was yesterday everyone's like okay verdansk sucks need a new map well there <laughs> comes out this map sucks where's verdansk and everyone's like rebirth is stale where's a new map fortune's keep comes out the map sucks rebirth's better it's like dude yeah i mean it's it's just it's just cod it's just cod but warzone specifically it's like dude what's gonna happen in warzone 2 comes out oh warzone 1 was better this sucks it's like i i can't wait to see just oh, the, it, it, the, the I mean, it's there. a certainty, right? I mean, we, we've we've joked about the COD cycle for what seems like years now, you know, not like the dev cycle, but just the community cycle of, uh, you know, the current game is shit. The previous game was the best one they've ever made. Um, and, it, it, you know, it happened. I watched it happen with real time in Cold War, the game that everyone said, oh, Cold War is the worst thing. And then people suddenly start going, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. you know, Black Ops 4 wasn't so bad. You know, we said a lot of bad things about it, but actually it was really underrated. And now it's happening to Cold War, and it's so funny. It's the it, same shit, and it happens every single time. And I think it's genuinely... 
I mean, I know you, you've talked a lot about, you know, you want to produce a, a video or a series or a documentary on how content creators actually shape, yes. the, you know, like community opinions yes. of games. And I think it's so true because, you know, uh, not that that's a reason for, co- you know, I mean, what you do is, you know, it's an amazing source of income to get to do what you love. But I do think that it's really interesting that it's kind of, you know, suddenly i mean and people have always followed you know people like to follow the leader you know, oh yeah it's yeah, easy, def- definitely. easier it's not for a lot of people it's not nice to have an opinion that you know people will mock you for and some people can't do that but it just feels like now and you know you tie that in with the parasocial relationship shit and it's like a perfect storm for this it, it really is oh it really is i mean I, dissonance. I can't wait to put that video out. It'll be a, it'll be a purposely yeah. hypocritical video where I'm basically saying <laughs> this this is the problem with content creation, and I'm probably guilty of it without even knowing that I could say something that is just my opinion, but then you'll have maybe 20 people that are saying that's fact, yeah. and and this is exactly what it, this is what this is, and, and this is the end. I'll say all no ifs ands or buts, I, and I think that that's been that's been very apparent with Call of Duty. But I think oh, what, yeah. what's what's noticeable with the COD cycle is that. When people out there will call a game a bad game, they'll usually at least give you a list of something. But I feel like Cold War had the shortest list of complaints. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't a black and white situation. Bad because uh, no personality. Well, what do yeah. you mean by personality? And then they just fucking, you know, they, they just have nothing to say. They just, personality <laughs> yeah. is that means nothing. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like I, I definitely think... With Cold War, whenever somebody's called it a bad game, they, they would keep it simple. Black Ops 4, you can yeah. th- at least think of excuses in code. Oh, it's like yeah. the yeah. game yeah. release broken, yeah. the chaos story was shoved in, uh, we have fucking cartoon <laughs> cutscenes. But then it's like, but, rem- but remember the 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 most basic complaints Everybody, that people have forgotten about. Easter eggs too hard. Where's classic perks? I want to use this the, these these bonus skins from the shop. Cold War gives you that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so it's like it, it's it's funny to see like the copium in real time <laughs> and the oh majority this stuff i forgot this one too but i totally forgot this one uh i remember people saying season one is the real launch of cold war oh my god like look maybe if you were just a multiplayer sweat you gave no shit about campaign and zombies maybe i can see where you're coming from because the game only came out with like eight mp maps or whatever for 6v6 but if you play fire team combined arms you had some content there but maybe i could see where you're coming from with that one maybe but even that is a stretch because how much time do you have on your hands to play Call of Duty, right? You have a full-time job, you go to school, whatever. How much time do you have to to, to digest all that content? So that, that's why with me, I'm like, I didn't care that, maybe because it's not my creator, but it's like when Cold War launched, maybe that's why I didn't care that much about the lack of 6v6 because season one was a couple of weeks away after that. We got Nuketown, we got freaking uh, uh, Pines, all these gunfight maps, the fire team, sanatorium. It's like, Maybe that's why I didn't mind it because I'm like I have limited time to play anyway, so I barely have time as it is to digest all that at launch. And launch is always hectic and overwhelming as it is, so I'm okay with them kind of like launching a little like you know it's content but not that much, and then kind of like throwing shit at you for the next month straight. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? I'm totally cool. I mean, I think the important argument there is like who who is some random person to say what is and what isn't content? You don't get to decide what is and what isn't content. That, that's not how it <laughs> yeah, works. Exactly. Content is content. If you are, right. you, could, you know, let's say someone who plays only multiplayer is complaining about the lack of content. If you have an entire two thirds of the game that you are not utilizing in order to, right. you know, create. That's on you. Create, yeah, that, that's on you. you. You've chosen to make, you know, a specific kind of content. And that's fair. I respect that. But you can't then complain 
when the other areas of the game that cater to other people are getting the attention they deserve. You yeah, know, I mean, I, I with what I do, I mean, I, you know, I probably put out a video once every like five months at this point, but it's my hobby. You know, I've not got, I, I, I've not got a, you know, that's not my paycheck. Um, right. But like, it, it's, if I complained right now about the fact that, you know, oh, where's, you know, why am I not getting like, you know, books and books full of lore? That's like, no, that's, the game isn't made for my direct specific interest. It, it's made for, you know, a plethora of people. Who am I to just say, oh, yeah, the game should just be a law book that I can just read? <laughs> yeah, it's, like a, know, it's, it's a pop-up pop book that you just go, you just start yeah, reading more. That's nonsense. all you can do with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. To say, if it's ridiculous for me to say that, why is it accepted that people yeah. can say, oh, yeah, why there, there needs to be more multiplayer content. Everything else isn't real. It, it's right. it's it, just it, total it, hypocrisy. Uh, it, it, this is weird, dude. If Johnny said he didn't start digesting Colder Condo season five, I mean, yeah, it's because first of all, when you're working, bro, we were, I mean, we were, we were working during uh, <laughs> the cold recycle, literally. Um, that's why it blows my mind when I'm like, okay, people that don't do content have a regular job or go to school, they have a normal person schedule and aren't up 24 hours a day making content. How do you like? How do you find the time to complain? There's no content in COD. When it's like, okay, did you play it that much? Did you not play any other game but COD? It's like, you have so much time to do all these other things. Did you really, like, just put your eggs in one basket and play COD only and get burnt out of all the new content in a day? It's like, I don't I don't get how they complain even, or where they complain even stems from. It's like, there's no content. It's like, what? Um, maybe, like you said, it's like a bias towards one mode and that's it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's like, dude, it's, it's unbelievable, man, to, to see, you know, how that kind of transpired. Uh, I know we had a super chat from uh, Buddy. Captain Obvious, must love Buddy. Thoughts on Terminator coming to Vanguard. We're going to get to Season 4 Reloaded in a second, but while we're kind of on the topic of, like, creators and, and kind of shifting uh, the thoughts of a community and kind of, like, that, that sheep mentality and, you know, kind of the controversy with that, uh, you want to quickly go into, like, a recap of, of uh, an issue you resolved recently with uh, Mr. Flexify. You got blocked. Um, I... Yeah, so what, what happened is I had, um, so... Mr. Telexify was uh, undergoing quite a bit of controversy himself um, for yep. various things. I think the biggest, one of the biggest sticking points that a lot of people have was um, his React content videos, which, you know, that's not great, but that's not, I, I, I mean, and I said this as much to him, that's not great and there needs to be a solution, but he is far from the only person making React content, goddamn, like, there's, you know, there, there are thousands and thousands of people doing that stuff, and that, that's a big issue, and I don't expect him to solve that. The other main issue was that um, he had some association with a guy who, um, for the sake of not giving him attention, I won't name, but it was a former employee, yeah. and there was some debate over whether or not he'd fired him, and eventually he gave him a second chance, and eventually he did fire him after this guy did some pretty, frankly, horrible shit to, uh, to Mr. Telexify. Um, and, you know, he recognized he did wrong. But basically, in... He was getting a lot of shit at the time, and I I'd published a uh, a meme video that was I mean it was created a while ago. Oh, I saw I saw like, that video I, like literally last summer. It was before Vega yeah, yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing ago. it. Yeah, it I was a joke that. video, and I think it was just getting so much attention that in kind of maybe I don't know. I think in the um the kind of you know negative emotions he was experiencing at the time, my video was kind of like a lightning rod for that, um, and so he DMCA'd it, which. The legality of that DMCA is a uh, is kind of debatable, and I think that's part of the reason why that video has now been restored. Because um, mm -hmm. I think he realized that he he did wrong there. But um, at first it was like, well, I'm blocked by him, I can't do anything, and there was a lot of you know public support for me, and I really appreciate that. But once Lex saw that, I think he he recognized that he had um 
made the wrong choice there. And probably unlike every interaction that's ever happened in the zombies community, we actually resolved it peacefully by a discussion. Um, right. It Have remains a to be seen. Yeah, it remains to be. And he, you know, admitted his wrongdoing, not just for what he'd done to me, but, you know, for the kind of the other issues that are ongoing. Um, and now, you know, I, I, I can't say whether or not that was sincere or not. Who knows? I, you know, I'm willing to put some good faith there because, I'm, you know, I, I think I'm just that kind of person. I, mm-hmm. I, want, I would choose to believe, at least for now, that, you know, he's going to honor that. If not, well, the future, you know, we'll, we'll see that in the future. But um, the issue was resolved peacefully. And now I suppose it, it will just be um, a case of seeing whether or not he, you know, holds the claims he's made true. And, you know, he he very well, he, he may very well will. And, you know, this is all resolved and he, you know, everyone comes out of it a better person. No, that that's the best possible outcome of a situation like that. And, and, and that's why I, I wanted to ask you about it because I'm like, I feel like hmm. he's had conversations in the past, specifically, with other people he had problems with. And it looked like it was yeah. resolved with a peaceful conversation. But then like six months to a year later, stuff rolls yeah. up again. They get blocked. They go back and forth. It's like... Let's have like permanent resolutions to these problems. And the yeah, reason, that, and I, yeah, yeah. oh, go ahead. What reason? I was just going to say, yeah, it's, you know, it's, that is good. And I feel like maybe, uh, I feel like sometimes these arguments are kind of in bad faith. And so I like to think this one, we can't, you know, and he, 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 upon both of us agreeing, he posts a video on his Twitter. I think it's actually a reply. Um, so it might be a bit hard to find, but he, he, after we both agreed to this, he posted a video of literally showing our entire conversation. Yeah. And we both agreed to that. So, you know, clearly, we both wanted to be transparent about this uh, issue in the right. conversation we had. Definitely. Which I, I, I think that's a good sign, you know, and um, it was, I, I straight up told, you know, there was no kind of, I don't want to go to, you know, someone who has, you know, done what has just happened and kind of just be apologetic, you know, I, I went to him peacefully, but I, I, I and you can see this in the messages, I told him what I think he should do in that situation, which I think kind of worked out for everyone's favor because perhaps, you know, when he's had this in the past, someone has either kept arguing with, and I think this happens a lot. Someone either continues to argue or just backs down immediately, but there was kind of a weird mutual respect there. And I think I, I hope this, you know, carries the issue forward and, you know, fixes it and potentially more things can be resolved that way, but we'll just have to see. I hope so too, man. Cause I really don't like, ever airing out anybody's dirty laundry. I don't like tweeting drama. I don't like getting into it on Twitter yeah. with anybody. I, I despise stuff like that. I think in my earlier years on the internet, I was uh, obviously inexperienced with everything and everyone acts immature. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody says oh, stupid yeah. things online. I'm guilty of it from years ago, getting into it with, with nobodies and, and and just start riling stuff up because of, of funny opinions. I've gotten to a point where it's like, Twitter is just, for me at least, a place where I'm gonna be like, all right, let's post funny stuff. Let's tweet out content, announcements, reply to people, keep up with the news. That's it. It's not a place where I'm going to be like, yeah, let's challenge everybody's thoughts or whatnot. But then after this happened with you, right, I I remember I saw somebody, I think maybe even you, that quote tweeted something he said. And then I noticed I was blocked. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) And I'm I'm like, like, what "What the hell happened here? I was like, and as I wrote here perfectly, I'll read it again. I never said a thing to him or about his recent controversy, so I don't know why this happened. I'm just a creator that covers a game I enjoy and purposely avoids conflict with controversial people. People are weird. So many collab- so many cool collabs could happen if everybody got along. And then a second account also blocked me. So I'm like, I-, I was clearly searched up deliberately on his end. I was like, my name was searched. It was, I don't think it was a case where like he had a bot that just blocked everybody that, you know, yeah. followed you or something. I-, I don't, so it's like, 
I, and what my only theory, right? And I don't care if any of his his fanboys or him mm. himself is watching this. My only theory is that when TGR got into it with him recently, because he was calling him mm. out, and like, and, and I, I had nothing to do with that either. I, I saw this like on a toilet one day. TGR put out like threads of like you know talking about Lex React content. This is scummy. That's that. Nothing to do with me, but maybe because I just happen to know TGR and we used to do work many years ago. Did Marvel Hub. All these other things a long time ago, classified, whatever. He assumes that I'm like on board with that, and I'm like helping him. I'm helping TGR write that. It's like I had nothing to do with that. That's nothing to do with me or my business. But that's my only theory as to why I was like thrown into that mess. Um, it, it's I, a weird I thing think, to see. Um, when it was actually the last time that um, that tweet went around, funnily enough, I do remember something, and I think it might have actually been. I know you said you doubt it, but it might have very well actually been some sort of bot. Because I remember everyone who interacted with that that you know meme video when it was originally posted, like a few months ago, got blocked. Do you want to know what's funny? So, is I did get blocked that time, and I got unblocked a month later. I remember. Oh my god! Okay. So that's, so that's, so that's what I'm funny. saying. So my name has been in this fold somehow, even though I have nothing to do with this. Mm. And that's that's what and that's what I'm saying, Chad. Is I never even mentioned once a thing about the recent controversy with like the, with uh, I'm not gonna say his name with with his uh, with his editor with yeah. you know the things that he was saying uh with with telling people to go die I didn't say a thing about any of that I maybe a reply like it was like yikes to somebody that tweeted me or so that's it never said a thing about like oh here's my thoughts on it here I don't because I don't care it's like yeah stand up for what's right but when I say I don't care I mean I'm not gonna get into somebody yeah. else's is, is issue and put out a thread like this to be like hey this I don't I'm not that's not what I'm going for here so uh, that's why I'm like, I just, I, what I would like personally, and maybe one day this is possible is to clearly air about a lot of things. I feel like there's been like this, uh, yeah. this, guy, th 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 this friction, th th this really weird wall in between me and a lot of people in the zombies community. And maybe I, I think it stems from maybe a couple of arguments here or there with like some smaller people, <laughs> not, not even them directly, but smaller people. And then those smaller people are like, you know, shilling for these creators. They're like, oh, this guy's toxic. Go block him. It could be that, or as I wrote down here, because I, I I love bringing this up whenever I get a chance to. I I, I personally think to this day, uh, back during like 2018, 2019, when the Chronicles 2 rumors were hot, when there was actual evidence for the damn thing in mm. Black Ops 4, when there was, you know, reliable rumors from reliable oh, people yeah. going around, when I made all those videos talking about that, because again, like I said before, that's all there really was to talk about that year. I was beyond bored. I wanted to keep making content. There was nothing really to talk about except for those spicy updates every now and again. Uh, I, to me, I was the laughing stock of like whatever that group was. I'll make videos about Chronicles 2. These guys would laugh, make fun, talk about how it was fake, clickbait, blah, blah, blah. Not, and it's ironic how, how the tides have turned where today those same people no, talk nothing but or talk nothing or talk about nothing but a Chronicles 2, how it needs to happen. It'll save zombies. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? It's like... Where was that kind of love and support for that topic when when I was talking about it years ago? It's like it's not about me, but it's the principle of like it was a joke to you back then, but now it is something you take serious now when there's no evidence for it, when there's nothing really to back that even happening now in this day and age. So it's like it, it, it's the weirdest thing to see. So it's like I, I I always felt like you know even with this podcast, maybe there are people that shill him or, or watch him or whatever that watch this podcast just to see if I'm going to talk about them. I've never talked about anybody or said a thing about them on this pod or especially publicly on Twitter. So it's like, I feel like maybe there's times when I call out like the anime profile picture people that are toxic or when I call out people that are like outbreak deniers, or people that are hating on Cold War. And I just assume I'm talking about them. It's like, I'm not. Mm -hmm. But what I have made clear is that yes, COD creators in the past have definitely shed some bad light on Cold War and that backfired because people out there quickly realized, hey, this game's not that bad. This is not Black Ops 4. This is a pretty solid game. So I have I have called out when creators have not 
given Cold War a chance or played it enough and then are giving out these crappy, crappy opinions about it. I've said that, oh, but yeah. it, it's nothing where I'm like name calling the, this guy, this guy, this guy, screw them. That's not my goal here. And it's like, we could all get along. If they want to come on the podcast, have a discussion, let's do it. I'm open to yeah. resolving things, clearing up any bad air. I think Black Ops 4 definitely was another scenario where like, I mean, my name was thrown into some bad conversations, classified uh-huh. glitching, dead of the night, glitching queen bullshit, uh, whatever. It's like maybe that that also, you know, has my name in a, in a weird light with them. But it's like everybody else I've talked to that's not zombies related, I've gotten along and had a great time talking to any other MP channel, Warzone person. It's just the zombie side of it. That just it just there's a problem, and it's really it's really weird. Like, I I think the zombies community has all, and I mean this goes back to before these people were big. This goes back to when these people yeah. were small channels. For, I think it's because it's in the unfortunately, and I mean I I this is something I very urgently want to change. Um, it, the zombies community almost has this thing in its DNA where like there is this weird sort of respect for insular secretive groups um <laughs> yeah. creators yeah and that is um not good because what that means is firstly you get like suddenly you, you create these and i think this situation is a good example of it's breaking down because i as someone with like 800 subscribers was able to have a proper dialogue with the other person who happened to you know have millions of subscribers and that was good so that says to me that maybe that's breaking down a bit but for years you have people and again different channels have occupied this position you know way back to even before youtube way back to like the you know the forum days right there will be people who um have kind of this elevated status like they're viewed as you know they're, they're like viewed as you know the people for whatever reason right they represent um, the people <laughs> they represent yeah. everybody well, well, somehow. That, well that that's the thing they they it's not that they represent the people they represent, they claim to represent the people, but in reality are a very small group of like, I don't know, maybe, um, I don't know, five or 10, you know, and then they kind of purvey this, you know, the narrative of the zombies community. Right. And it, I mean, back in the day it was for storyline, you know, and it was a very, very, I mean, you know, people who were involved in the storyline will know who I'm talking about, who I, I'm, I'm not given any airtime to, but they, um, they would like hoard information in such a way as to where not only would they hoard all of this information that was like leaked, but they would also kind of claim that they were just smarter than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. That attitude. Right. Um, right, right. And then that kind of progressed from just the storyline side of things to the wider zombies community. And then suddenly you've got like, you know, um, and it wasn't, it's not necessarily negative. You know, I think this happens kind of organically, but then you've got, you know, these are uh, like what were they like um the z house where it's like these people that everyone seems to idolize mm-hmm. for no apparent reason and they're just kind of there and they're the popular ones and um it, it's really weird that the zombies it, the zombies community has always had a group yeah who are you know kind of in in that spot and i don't think that you look at any you know it, it's part of the reason why i say there's no such thing as the zombies community anymore because it doesn't function like any community right, for another right. game it's just people either watching content on youtube and obeying everything or like being in these small unrelated little clicks you know <laughs> yeah and 
they all hate each it's, other, by the way, for for because apparently, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, I think I think there's also this theory that like I'm like butt hurt that people out there don't like Outbreak. I don't give a fuck what mode or what map you like. I don't care if if you if you you know if you play on a launch PS4 and you only play round base. I, I don't care what. Yeah. what you do or play but there's this idea that if you if you happen to like like outbreak or like cold war that you're like against the bo3 era the round base like i dude it's like i don't yeah. have enough energy or time to give a shit about that i love black ops 3 and i always have we just streamed it the other day we streamed black ops 4 the other day i love all these games i'm a cod fan we're all on the same team there's definitely been misconceptions and i think all these like uh very misconstrued uh, i think conversations that have happened about where I stand, and I have nothing against anybody. Like I've always <laughs> said, uh, Skeptic put a good point in chat about like the way that this recent controversy was handled. I mean, the way, like, yeah. what's, what's ironic is that, yeah, the things that were done and said were bad, but I think what was worse was the, was the response. The very poor Twitlongers, the very weird responses on his Discord. It's like, if he just would have responded yeah. the right way and apologized the right way and took accountability the right way, it wouldn't have blown out of proportion the way that it did. Nobody should have been blocked for any of that. It's like, yeah, block the trolls, oh, yeah. block people who are doxing, but I remember the Twitlonger came out and it was something like, oh, the same people who are posting this meme have the same people that are doxing people, or the same people that are yeah. posting the meme, the same people that are booting people off VO3, the same people that are uh, doxing me and my family and, and setting death threats. Like, okay, if there's proof of that, then yeah, get find those people, block all of those people and hold them accountable. But that was such like a, a weird correlation of issues. And I'm like, yeah. wait, where where is that all webbed in together? I, well, I know, that's the thing, yeah, right? I don't that, understand that. I think it, sh it showcases this, um, there is, and it's exactly what I was talking about. There's this us versus them mentality that right, pervades like, the zombies community. Especially, I think it's like, a problem with the older members of the zombies community. I, I'm yeah. guilty of it in places because it's like, for some of us, it was just like drilled in. And luckily, you know, it's why like my, um, my, the, the community that I, I created the launcher. I'm so proud of it because it's, yeah. it is a positive space with, you know, diversity of opinions, you know, about, I mean, right. we've got people in there who fucking love Vanguard. Um, you oh know, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, like, hey, we've got hey. every, every opinion under the sun in there. And I think, right. Now that we're, and I think the community as a whole is moving towards that direction. And I think even that's what allowed this dialogue between me and Lex to start is that, you know, I think mate, perhaps in, in his kind of subconscious mind, it was, well, you know, all of these people who are disagreeing with me must be in the same boat. And then when I came to him and said, like, I, I said to him straight up, you know, look, I, I can very easily disagree with you on your content, but I, we can all agree on the fact that people doxing people sending death threats to people you know yeah that over, is, over call of if, duty or something silly like that like come, if, really if we want, like if yeah. we want to call if we even want to call try and allege that we're a community there is no place for any of that right, ever. right and like right. i think me telling that to him straight up while saying you know i'm gonna disagree with you about the game but like we can all agree that we need to you know cut that shit out i think that's probably what may you know maybe change the opinion there I don't, I don't know. You I know what's I'm ironic, though? At the end of the day. I'll tell you what's ironic, though, is that if, mm. if, if he's going to put everybody in the same boat, right, and say that, oh, if you're po if you're posting that, that video of him, and th th by the way, the video that got DMCA'd originally, it's a great <laughs> video, not to send yeah. hate at him at all. I think it's a, it's a hilariously just hypocritical video, but it's I mean, okay to be hypocritical sometimes. He even said, it's okay. He even said, so after we talked. It's a great video. Said, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, because all this showcases, right, is that 
his opinion changed on where zombies should go. Yeah. And who cares? That's cool. I thought the, the yeah. video was hilarious to me. I never, I ne like, I don't think I ever retweeted. I think I just liked it in bad faith or in good faith one time. <laughs> that was it. So it's like, but what's ironic to me is that if he's going to put everybody in the same boat and say that, okay, if you're sharing this video around, you're the same people that are booting people off BO3, hacking COD partners, doxing people, saying death threats. Isn't that ironic though, that you also happen to be amongst the same group of people that was calling out his editor who was not taking yeah. accountability for being an asshole. So it's like, wait, how are you saying that you're condoning doxing and death threats, but then you also are the same person that called out a transphobic editor? It's like, that's not, yeah. like, how do you have, it's, it, you can't have both, you know what I mean? So I'm glad uh, the yeah, conversation like when, happened. When, when that yeah. guy, again, not to name him, was, um, you know, very kind of, I mean, I, I think, you know, Lex would probably, re you know, I mean, he definitely has realized how much of an awful human being he is because when he fired him, this guy was the guy who orchestrated, you know, the doxing of like his family and stuff. Which like, again is yeah. fucking awful, but I, right. I think it's like when you know when you got this guy who is like laughing and joking about you know the the suicides of, of trans people that, and you, you know, and you brain stuff. Tragedy. Yeah, I saw so yeah, many. Yeah, like what? And yeah, it, I... it's it's like well that that's the reason, and I I said as much, and that was I think that was the one that made him open it up and was like, look, you know, we got you're right, we got to get this sorted. Was that you? It, it seems, I don't even, I'm not stupid enough to think that, you know, oh yeah, you know, he he doesn't, like, see the, hypoc the hypocrisy there. But, like, some, um, oh, sorry, I, I, you know, I don't think he, um, I, I think in the public perception, that's the important thing. I don't think he was considering the public perception of him coming, and I said this to him, he, he comes out and says, you know, the, the threats that he's facing but then doesn't take into account those are the same threats that the guy who started this controversy projected onto other people. It, it, right, it seems right. hypocritical. Yeah. I, I don't think he was. I just don't think he realized that. And, yeah, that, and, and you know what? And everybody makes mistakes and everybody sometimes yeah. uh, realizes things later than others. And that's totally cool. Like Again, we have nothing against anybody. There is no bad blood, at least on my end here. It's like, I don't know... Again, how my name got into the mix of anything, I have theories, yeah. but I, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to lose sleep over being blocked. I don't like, I don't care, but I, I did tweet that out because I'm like, why is there any type of inclusion of my name in any of that bullshit? When yeah. I, I, I purposely didn't say anything about the, the controversy either. So it's like, that's why, that's why I brought it up. But I'm very relieved that at least you managed to get through and, and kind of resolve things. And if that could happen for me in the future, I would definitely do it. And if you want oh, to yeah. do a podcast or a, dis a private Discord call or DM, whatever, I'll do it all because it's like there's no there, – like I said in the my original tweet, there are so many opportunities for really cool collaborations and, and discussions and, and, and crossovers, so many things that we can do as a community. But none of those things happen because of these unnecessary controversies and, and, and arguments and blocking. Like so much wasted potential in my opinion for what could be a great – cod community for all modes and we just don't ever get it yeah. because you have shit like this that happens where it just could have been handled so much better in an easy and quick way but wasn't so that that's that's you know that's kind of my take on all that on all that crap but and as, as always i guess this is my kind of final note on it it was yeah you know these things spiraled because of miscommunication right um and i mean there was definitely some like he pointed out to me and i think it's a totally valid point his business email is in his twitter I, I didn't really, when I get an email and saw that there was like this DMCA shit, I mean, I DM you at the time, I was like pretty shocked and, you know, I kind of went gung-ho because I was like, well, what the fuck do I do in this situation? Right. And, um, right. Yeah, but like, and, and he brought up, he said the fact that, like, you know, maybe you didn't see, which I, I didn't see, but his business emails and his Twitter and he said, you know, you could have emailed there. 
and um, that, and so that was a miscommunication yeah. on my right. part, and then there was on his part was you know not seeing my attempts to then get in contact. So these things, when both sides miscommunicate, these things right. will always spiral, and I think that's the lesson to be learned is that right. we, you know, we need to ensure that we communicate effectively. Right. And you know I, that's that's no one's fault necessarily. It's not like people don't miscommunicate or don't really ever miscommunicate out of malice, but it happens a lot. It happens um, a lot for sure. It happens and it, a lot. it just causes things to spiral. Right. No, it does, and it, and it and it's and the whole thing is preventable. I mean, what's ironic is that that same week this happened. We had you scheduled to come on Bombshell. And, and, and first of all, Fajardi and I forgot that that was episode 50. And we, we, had, we, we had plans to do an episode for episode 50. Yeah. But also we were like, wait, we also don't want to have you on and make people think that, oh, we're bringing you on because of drama. Like, yay, we're riling up, you know, negativity. And we're going to hate yeah, our yeah. partners. Like, no, no, no. We had, we had this plan. And, and people that watch this podcast or vi my videos, they'll know that we were talking about having you back after Shino Numa came out, which we're going to talk about in a second. And, and it's like, Ooh. we didn't want to, we, we don't want to make it seem like, Oh, we're gonna bring you on because we're all gonna talk about this drama. We're gonna like you know edge it on and keep it going. It's like, that, yeah, yeah. So we didn't even want that spotlight at all. So we're like, let's let's wait a, a second. And yeah, perfect timing that we edge on today. But um, yeah, I, I'm just I, the thing is, and you know, with, with the react content and that, I, I won't go into it too much. But I, I have an opinion on it. I'm not a fan of it. I, but again, my opinion yeah. is not relevant in this discussion here. But uh, I think that is like the least of. The, uh, of the of the, uh, that's the that's the the lesser problem out of the, the list that that, that yeah. kind of spiraled out of control here with the situation, um, which I don't think he's done this, but you know I think it's 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 the worst thing when you throw a sponsor first of all into a, a reaction, yeah. especially when the person that posted the footage originally is like, hey, not really a fan of, uh, and a lot of people have come out lately and said, hey, I don't want oh, my yeah. content reacted to, fuck you, and I'm like, that's their right, but. Hey, yeah. maybe one day YouTube will have a thing where it's like when you upload a video, you fill out the damn survey like we already do, and it'll say, is this React content? If so, place the URL, and we'll share the, the revenue with the original creator. Or yeah. if, you're, if you really would, are... That would be a good feature. That would be a fucking good feature. Yeah, that or something. I don't know, Twitch, it's a lot more difficult to get that working because how do you... Obviously, that's tricky, but YouTube, yeah. at least they could do it. But hey, if you want to do something like what Greg did where you want to react to somebody's speedrun or whatever, bring the person on to talk with you. And, yeah. you want to any, and if you want to throw a sponsor in that... Throw the throw the, some money towards the the original poster, and then boom! I think that you could find workarounds to make all that work and be ethical and be and be, be respectful of somebody else's work. You can make all that work, but it takes a little it takes a little bit of effort, and we'll see if these people are willing to do that um, in the future. But obviously, yeah. it remains to be seen. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Yeah. Right. I I think it's definitely a case too of like what the meta content is today in the YouTube sphere. It's definitely React content. Um, I don't mind doing it for trailers. I don't mind doing it for. Uh, you know, wait, hold on. Oh my God, that's huge. We're about to segue anyway. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'll get into that. That's crazy news. Right. Yeah, it's like I I know meta meta content today is like reaction, whatever, and I'll do it with the trailers or something cool. But like, I, if that's your thing, that's your thing, man. That's your hustle, not in my business. Mm. But um, great little uh, topic there about what happened. I think it was a great way to explain yeah. it, and break Dude, it down. Do you remember when the Fine yeah. Bros tried to copyright the word react? Did oh yeah, how long was that? That was a couple <laughs> years ago, right? That that, <laughs> that was, was like twenty. 15 now. Yeah, I was going to say, that had to be a while ago, for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah, getting out of that real quickly, Fajardi just said, Charlie Cox confirmed to voice Daredevil in Spider-Man Freshman Year. Yeah, today is San Diego Comic-Con, so a lot of juice details are coming out today about, I think today is the animated portion of Marvel, tomorrow's the live action. Mm. Um, I also just got tweeted something from David, thank you so much, David Marr. Uh, Reality UK has been suspended on Twitter. Oh. Absolutely, absolutely insane. 
Um, so that gets me that gets me thinking, right? Is Scarface gonna be held accountable now? Because he has had footage up on Twitter for the past couple days. It has 68,000 views, right? People clearly care about this. This is Summit Gameplay from Black Ops Cold War, what was originally gonna be the Weather Station region on the Euro Mountains map. Um, I know Nero Cinema also posted a full video reacting to this footage. It has not been taken down. Clearly, it seems like it's okay to talk about, and it's not going to get taken down. But, you know, that remains to be seen as well. However, it's crazy to see. We have, like, placeholder blackout items all over the place, loot. Uh, I think the the GKS was listed as the LC-10 <laughs> here in this footage. Dude, this looks crazy. I mean, what, what gets me going, though, is that the fact that Summit was going to be in the Euro Mountains, whether it's for the BR map, whether it's for Fire Team, whatever, kind of has me thinking, right? Maybe just like with how Grid works in Duga, maybe Grid right now is proof that even if Summit had come out in the Euro Mountains, it wasn't going to be translated over into a 6v6 map. Because I'm like, Grid's been in Duga since season three. They never threw it into multiplayer, and they really could have. So maybe Treyarch was like, hey, we don't want to remaster the same maps every single time in every single Black Ops. So instead of throwing these into 6v6 multiplayer, let's just put them in Fireteam or, or Battle Royale or something. Maybe that's the compromise there. But yeah, we obviously have WMD, we have Yementau, kind of replacements for Summit anyway. We have our snowy maps in Cold War already. Would Summit play well in this game? Absolutely. Um, we also have Jungle and Slum, so we almost have all the back and black maps in Cold War. Why stop there? Might as well add in Fire Range and Summit, right? Maybe that'll happen. To me, there is still an opportunity for it. Um, if we end up getting a new patch for Cold War during Season 4 Reloaded or Season 5, then there's a chance they can, like, slip those maps to the files if they're done, ready to go, like we see here. But, yeah, Cal, okay, what do you I'm just going to interrupt you real quick. So, Reality yeah. UK, he's not been suspended. He's gotten his original account back, um, and he's done it in a... Uh, I've just been told he's done it in a very interesting way, but I think it's very funny um, because Whoa, it's kind think... of meta on the leaking content it, Meta, yeah, I'm he looking. Got, he got his account back by claiming that all of his leaks were fakes that he made himself to gain impressions. Which I don't know about that. I've never looked at this guy's account before. But um, given leakers' tendencies, <laughs> I, I just think that's quite funny. Wait a second. How, wait, so okay, if Activision themselves sends all these DMCA claims someone's way, mm. Twitter's just like, yeah, we're gonna just we'll just take what this guy said instead over the the corporation that took it down. I mean, okay, that's 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 clearly just showing uh, how flawed this this system is on Twitter. I mean, I <laughs> I said this uh, I think a week or two ago. It's funny how I got picked like through a lottery to get the super followers feature on Twitter, but then I still get denied instantly on verification. It's like uh, Twitter just doesn't make sense. I don't know if Elon taking over would have fixed that either. If that's even going to happen, but um, that is absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I, I just if he's done is... that and he if he's so with the DMCA because I I know a little bit about this now. So right. first things first with the DMCA because a DMCA um, uh, counterclaim. Right. Generally, it viol and I'm not certain about Twitter, but generally it violates TOS if you respond to that with a fake. Because when you make a counterclaim, you have to include your. Um, information, all your information. Your, your, you your dox information, yourself, pretty much. Yeah. You literally dox yeah, yeah, basically. And that then gets released <laughs> yeah. to the other. That then gets released to the other party. That's why companies and you know content creators and stuff use lawyers or their network or whatever, so they don't have to put themselves in jeopardy. Now, right. If you use fake information, that normally violates a platform's TOS, um, which means when they realize that your account just gets suspended. Um, YouTube is definitely like that, um, and so. 
what's interesting about that is either he has now given his details to an Activision lawyer, which is not good for him, or he's responded with fake with... information, in which case that's... Yeah, I if don't it's fraudulent, know if it's you, a... you, you get some serious yeah. trouble. You get some serious I don't know if trouble. It, that's I'm really... not sure if that is a felony, but it's definitely a violation of Twitter TOS, so... Absolutely is. So, the, the, I mean, this fair. guy, the fact he still has multiple accounts and they know this and they allow him to be on there, yeah. I, I don't understand Twitter. Uh, somebody said Elon backed out of the deal. Yeah, he backed out of the deal, but Twitter is, is suing uh, with the grounds that, yeah, the agreement was already signed. Twitter, uh, Elon has to buy on too late. So we'll see how that gets resolved. But I guess Elon's end game is, oh, now because they didn't give me the info I wanted about bots, Twitter will be forced to share that info anyway in court. So either way he wins. That's kind of his thinking from my understanding of mm-hmm. the whole situation. So we'll see. I don't know the future of Twitter is. That's going to be weird. Um, that's going to be crazy. But that, dude... I just, I, like I said, I the, the leaking side of the COD community, it, it, it never fails to baffle me. It's just like it, it, it's the 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 hurdles people jump through to kind of to kind of get all that out there is hilarious. I mean, not surprised. Can't say I'm surprised. Ian is what fifth account now, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> he has absolutely dumped everything out from Warzone Mobile, from our understanding. So we'll see uh, how far he keep, it keeps it going. That's absolutely hilarious. But. Uh, Back to Summit, though, yeah. What were your thoughts on, mm. on Summit gameplay leaking out? I mean, obviously that that footage has existed, and uh, yeah. that alpha build has been out there for a while, but just now did somebody post Summit gameplay from Cold War. It's like, I, I wonder what took so uh, long, but that's I crazy. mean, it's kind of a weird time. Maybe it's just people are that, you know, uncaring about Vanguard that someone found it on their hotline <laughs> and were like, yeah. oh, hey, you know, this is cool. Let's post it. Right, I don't know. Right. Um, it's a little weird that it comes out now. Um, but, I mean... It, it's interesting. I mean, you know, who knows why it wasn't in the Ural Mountains or who knows why it wasn't like an outbreak region or whatever. Maybe it was just shit. Maybe it was unfinished. I, right, you know. right. It but, definitely uh, appears that way that the Ural Mountains map yeah. obviously had a couple more regions and they didn't come out in either Fireteam or Outbreak, yeah. but probably would have been in like the full-fledged Blackout 2 map that just didn't happen for whatever reason. But it's cool to see footage of it People, so people know oh, that, yeah. Yeah, that it's clearly done. But like I said, with the way the grid is literally done and live in Fireteam and Outbreak, but wasn't converted to 6v6, maybe that's indication that Summit was always just meant to be in the Battle Royale. It wasn't meant to be in regular multiplayer. And I get, because, you know, we see this complaint all the time, right? Because we've actually had Summit in every single Black Ops game. Think about it. BO1, BO2 had a remake, BO3 and 4 had a faithful remaster, and then Cold War was going to have a version in the Euro Mountains. So Hmm. I guess it's okay to take a break, but it's like out of all Black Ops games, take a break from Summit. Why Cold War? A game so close to BO1. But fair enough. If they're going to do that, who cares? I mean, that's cool, but I guess WMD is kind of a replacement for it anyway, in a way, or Yemintao. Uh, yeah. But I, I like oh, Yemintao. I, 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 I do. I really do. Multiplayer and I, I really like Yemintao. I think it's I really do. Fun. Yeah. I definitely think uh, Fire Range should be added. The Fire Range, it would play so well in Cold War MP. Yeah. But, but you know what? Maybe the ship has sailed for more MP maps. Because, like I said, we had WMD and Jungle added throughout year two. We still have more bundles on the way, three more without a release date. Uh, I think there's at least one or two more patches left for Cold War before the end mm. of uh, year two, so to speak. So I think one of those two patches could be an opportunity to see a map added or something. But uh, maybe the ship has sailed. Maybe they're like, hey, we had time like towards the beginning of the year, but now you know we're finishing up or working out with Vanguard. We have to help Infinity Ward with Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> I mean, that gets me thinking too, right? What are your thoughts on Treyarch? I mean, you kind of went into it already, but your thoughts on Treyarch mm. having to do ranked play again. It's like my thought whenever that rumor came out was, okay, if they want a Treyarch-style rank play in every COD going forward, why not just have every dev copy the fundamentals of Treyarch ranked? Why does Treyarch have to make it themselves? 
that, that's a weird I, thing I to would, me. I'd guess in that case, it's probably just because of um, the like processes and you know the ways in which they work. You know, maybe they're right. just very fast at it. Maybe they, you know, something about the work environment at Treyarch, the way their processes are laid out. I mean, maybe. you know, who knows? But that that seems to me it's more like a you know these guys are better at doing this and implementing it rather than these guys you know have the ideas better because if it's going to be the same rank play every time as you right. say you know it should just be take these ideas put them in yourself yeah so maybe it's more fun maybe it's more fundamental than that maybe it's like a, a personnel issue maybe and it's like hopefully and i would assume doing a rank and then helping out with dmz a little bit is going to be severely less work than doing a whole zombies mode like they did for Vanguard or that game's ranked from the ground yeah. up in the Modern Warfare engine. And and you know what? On the bright side, they're getting more experience with the Modern Warfare engine. So that should hopefully make for oh, yeah. or set up a very smooth transition to full-fledged work on uh, Black Ops 2024. So there yeah. is there is light at the end of the tunnel for Treyarch being overworked with uh, <laughs> helping every other studio out with their problems. Um, I do want to say, though, Thank you again for that wonderful script you wrote for the video I posted. It was July 11th chat. The video is titled Mind Blowing Final Zombies Map Coming Soon, Forsaken, MPD Return, Court Effects Betrayal, and Endgame Reveal. This video is heavily story-focused about everything that's happened thus far in the Vanguard prequel, as well as what the repercussions were from Shinonuma Reborn. I mean, Cal, as long as you'd like, mm. go off on just how <laughs> rich Shinonuma really was oh with that main God. quest, well, the, the repercussions, the story, setting up the next DLC. There was some crazy stuff going on in this map. Yeah, I mean, so there's been some there's been some cool stuff up to now, but a lot of it was kind of, um, you know, in, in a weird sort of way, Duranfang and Terra Maledicta are like, they're, they're kind of the same map because all the entire story of Duranfang is, there's oh, there's this tome page we can't get to. Right. Oh wow, there's a portal that's just opened, um, and Vakana wants to help us now, and that that's it. And then you know, the Terra Maledicta is then, oh yeah, you know, Vakana's brought the shield so we can get the home page, and so it's kind of like, <laughs> right. right, you know, it's very sort of self-contained. But Shinonuma has a lot of um, like the, the the richness in the lore in those two maps kind of came from um, you know, other stuff in the intel that wasn't like moving the plot forward it was more like world building stuff and there's some really cool stuff there that people should look into but now in shinonuma we've got um the, the main big question before that was what is the construct and it's kind of become a meme yeah on, what um, is the construct like, where's the construct how yeah, is the construct yeah how, how is the construct you know maybe why is the construct? Day, who knows yeah you know um but now we kind of we know a bit of what it is and it, it's really interesting um so for those that don't know you know spoiler warning the um the plot of the shinonuma main quest is basically you help seraxis get her memories back um and you find a relic that can separate that can uh, separate a human and a dark ether entity which forces the dark ether entity back <laughs> so you know right. it, it it makes them not an issue basically um and in getting seraxis memories back we, we learn quite a lot about a character we find out that she was court effects wife right um that's huge. They were, yeah. Um, apparently, they were very close. Like Court Effects might not have been this evil bastard the whole time, but then um, he became obsessed with this thing, the construct, which we see it in Terra Maledicta. It's this big floating thing, and Bacana comments on it. She says, you know, there, there's loads of monoliths in the Dark Ether, but that construct is a whole other thing entirely. That's what. That's a quote in Terra. Um, and according to Seraxis, this thing kind of allows the user 
I mean, I say that we don't even know if you use it, you know, we don't know how it works, but it allows them to control everything seemingly. It seems like an MPD, you know, in that, yeah. that same. I think that's awesome. Way. I love the parallels that Craig is clearly oh, throwing yeah. in here to like, again, that's what I'm saying. It's like for the people that really want like old Etherback or whatever, Craig is still giving us these little breadcrumbs of, of remembrance of, of old Ether, which is so cool for those out there that, that really know the story. It's like, this is awesome to see. I love yeah. seeing this. And, uh, love seeing and one, one thing I'd, I'd like to just address something in chat. I, I do not in a million years believe that chaos is canon. I think people have got the wrong end of the stick because of a lot of hype. I think you, you've you've retweeted a tweet I posted about this a few times, I think. DK, oh, absolutely, um, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely. like there, there, are, um, there are a few possible outcomes. Um, There's but, th three good ones that you put it out that you put, you put out. Yeah, on, yeah, on three good recently. ones. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so number one, um, chaos was like a dimension within the Ether multiverse and then that, you know, when the Ether went away, the people from that got folded into the new universe that that's right, possible right um that kind of a little weird because things don't work the way the ether works but that whatever right um the second one is that um they are using characters and themes from chaos and actually we already know they are the society occult is like this these puppet masters of western civilization yeah just like the priest know? cult that we saw in yeah. chaos and, yeah exactly. and maybe it's like it's, it could be a modern warfare soft reboot approach to where it's like let's just reuse those people but for a new purpose exactly yeah, that is yeah. that, that's, that's a really good way of putting it that's like, the way i think what, they're doing it yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's you know it, it's taking these ideas and changing the purpose of them but keeping the themes the same i think yeah um so you know they are potentially using these characters again um, and I, I, I think it's the second one, and I'll tell you why in a bit. Yeah. Or the third one, which I think is the least likely, is that um, Chaos as a whole is canon. The reason why I think it's right. the least likely is... Um, well, let's go back to Die Machine for a sec. So in Die Machine, we um, we have this thing in the Easter egg of Exler. It's the big machine that Vogel built that um, can turn infected humans... You know, it can turn zombies back into humans, basically. Right. Um, to varying success. Now... That is so, that was the clue, and that was the big kind of thing. Way of Treyarch saying, one one five is not a thing here. One one five doesn't exist. Ethereum is something different because you, you look at the Ether storyline. When Maxis's entire life's work, and he didn't even complete it, was creating a way to revive someone's mind, not just their body. And yeah. yet again, he couldn't even do it. That was like so. One of the smartest characters in the Ether storyline can't do it. And then Vogel does it in like five minutes after just opening the Dark Ether. It shows that the actual like in-universe mechanics behind the way the zombies are created and animated and stuff are totally different. And it's the same for Chaos. You know, the way Prima Materia animates zombies is um, it's all to do with like these Sentinel trials and the Sentinel yes. trials. When, yes. they're, when they're finished, everyone turns back into a human. It's They're not zombies, really. They're not like reanimated corpses. It's like... um. It's like they're transformed into monsters. Yes, briefly. yes, yes. Um, right. And then they, they, yeah, they go back to normal. Like after Voyage of Despair, you see the people getting off the Titanic yes. as normal. But if you if um, you kill them, they wouldn't. <laughs> but but well, but, well, but yeah, if the yeah. zombies if the zombies lived through through their their uh, their outbreak, then yeah, they, they would be returned. Yeah, to yeah. That's the point. That thing. that's just totally not yeah. the case in Dark Ether. And part of the reason why I think it is just reusing these characters and stuff is um. Kraft says, oh yeah, you know, Alistair Rhodes was, you know, he's a personal hero of mine, um, but I, I could never find any of the things that he wrote about, and that kind of says to me, like, you know, I, I, it kind of puts into my head that this, you know, Chaos Alistair Rhodes, he has this massive mansion, he's one of the world's richest archaeologists, right. because he finds, you know, he's a celebrity, he finds all of these crazy things worldwide, 
Kraft says he's an amateur demonologist. You know, that's like several rungs down on the societal ladder from yeah. world famous archaeologists. From from what we just like, saw that of the night. Yeah. And, yeah, oh yeah. For yeah, sure. I, I for think sure. this Alistair Rhodes probably um, you know, I, I don't think he had a mansion, safe to say. And that's cool. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. and I've always said that's yeah, cool. It's like that, I, yeah. the other day we did a chaos marathon, right? Um I was on to do it for a mm. while, like really revisiting Easter eggs on PC now. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. And uh, by the way, did you know about that? That I, I was unaware of it for a while. There's a mod menu on BO4 now. You can just get a limited plasma. Oh, really? Gotten, but, oh, shit. And we found the way. Uh, you guys are hearing it here first. There's a way now to uh, go up in rounds. So we can do classified live on stream. We could just go to round 149 oh, and play shit. a full round. Yeah, so it's, it's hilarious. And it's been wow. out for a year, apparently. Say people that made some of the BO3 mod menus put one out for BO4. Oh, wow. and, it, and yeah, so it's absolutely hilarious. But anyway, yeah, we went to the, we did the Chaos Marathon. Mm. And I, I, I titled the stream something like, since Chaos is back, let's do all the Easter eggs again. And people assume that I'm like, oh, wait, wait. So Chaos is fully canon, always was. <laughs> There's a new map coming out. I was like, hold, like, hold on, hold on. Obviously, it's an exaggerated title. But if you if you play Shinonuma, you would know what I mean. But people in chat yeah. that I noticed had no idea. They're like, wait, Shinonuma mm. mentioned Alistair? What? It's like, and it's sad to see that because of the shit show of Vanguard is, because of Sledgehammer, because of Treyarch having to be yeah. rushed to work on it, people are missing out on such good lore and story that's oh, literally yeah. setting up the future of zombies and is also kind of weaving in stuff that maybe Craig wanted to do with Chaos but couldn't all those years ago. It's so cool to see yeah. that since he's still the man in charge, still writing, there's still an opportunity to wrap up something with Chaos or tell a new story with them and really resolve it. Or There's opportunities now. I'm not saying well, that Tony, Tony Padard as well. He yes. was on, he was a Black Ops 4 writer as well, so it's probably... Right. You know, him and Craig probably both think, you know, oh, these are really cool ideas and it's such a shame we never got to use them. Yeah, and it's like, and I always thought, like, and I said this a hundred times, if they did E3 year one, Chaos year two, a million times, a million times over, people would have been like, oh yeah, this is great. It's just the fact that it was introduced during the climax of a story everybody loved and cared about for 10 years. People weren't willing to kind of give yeah. that a, give that a shot while Blood of the Dead's ending just came out. It's like, oh, how am I supposed to care about Chaos right now? Look what just happened in Blood. So I get that. It was the timing to have released, but I think Chaos, if that would have been the future, had just unlimited potential for map ideas and, and environments and areas you can go to and all types of crap, which for sure, you know, is going to be weaved in somehow if they need some ideas for like future Dark Ether maps or something, if they want to go into more mythology and, and, and whatever mm. the direction is. Um, for Jody, all I'll, all I'll say to that, I mean, that that's definitely a possibility, but I'll, I'll throw you back a question for Jody. Is there anyone who knows Keith Sutherland only for his country music and doesn't know he's an actor? <laughs> you know? That's actually, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. Oh man, like, I, it, it's a possibility, but I I think it's unlikely. The other funny yeah. thing is um the the people saying oh yeah the the relic mirror is a um a sentinel artifact. Now it does look like one. That's true, but I want anyone who thinks that to Google hand mirror and uh. No, it's the same deal, man. Shocked. When the director conspiracies were out, it's like Hudson invented t-shirts and ties and dress attire. Oh my god! Uh, we know Chaos invented handheld mirrors. I mean, we—that's yeah. just the way it goes in Cod now. Man. You got to accept that now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. That's, that's and it's a shame as well because I—I I think I tweeted about this, but um, there's really interesting inspiration behind the uh, the relic mirror. It's like this um, the the Emperor of Japan has like these three sacred relics, basically that like um only the emperor is ever allowed to see them you know the public has never i mean we don't even know if they're real anymore they might have been like lost years ago because the public are never allowed to see them but it's um it's a sword um it's a little green jewel um and it's a mirror um and the mirror both kind of looks like and given yeah. the mythology here is like seemingly inspired by 
this sacred mirror that the Japanese emperor has. And it's cool right. as well, because um, people don't know this, but the full name of the KT4, um, the Kagetsuchi no Tsurugi in Japanese, that's probably horribly butchered. But um, that's the name of the magic um, sword that the emperor is meant to have that um, can control the wind and can control grass. And that's right. why the KT4 is called that. That's your little fact of the day. That that's yeah we <laughs> we love our our live zombie bombshells man we absolutely love them that that is something man I think uh, I I'm very excited dude I'm very excited I think if Treyarch had a drastic shift in like the writing team I think there's a reason to be concerned but right now there is no reason to be concerned about the story direction that we're we're currently going in it's absolutely amazing um, yeah I yeah there's um, some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, for Jardy, I think um, they are different hues of red. Prima Materia is a, a different red to a Cortex. Well, Prima Materia so invented the color red in zombies as well, so that's not... Yeah. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Them looking similar. I do think, though, maybe in the back of their minds when they're developing these environments and the crystals and everything, they do... Th I'm sure they think about the, the correlation. Oh, oh, of course. They, yeah, yeah, yeah so, of course they do. I mean, so, so it just yeah. makes sense when it ends up adding up in the end that, oh, it kind of just resembles it. It, it, make, it There's a connection after all. It ends up working out anyway in their favor to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cortex yeah, and, and I mean, Be yeah. Bellicar, Bellicar is voiced by the lady who voiced Medusa. So, like, you know, yeah. Bellicar, Medusa. Quite, like, I'm surprised no one's brought that one up. Um, That's interesting. Zombies though. Eyes are red in Vanguard. You know, Keepers, um, no one's brought that one up either. Um, I mean, the, the, you know, the, there's, the, there's loads of these. We can keep going. The Zombies Eyes are red in uh, Mob of the Dead, too. So you can say the Illuminati has yeah, something to do with this. I mean, we can go all day. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely, I, I, it's awesome, man. I think it's interesting, actually, something I am... Um, I think I alluded to this in your video, but something that um, it, it's kind of the um, the elephant in the room in Vanguard, and I can understand why they're being careful with it. But um, so we now know. I mean, maybe there's some people in the chat who don't know. But when Cold War came out, the assumption was that oh yeah, the Dark Ether was this empty place, um, and then when all of the stuff from the end of Tag came in, you know, all of the creatures and new stuff in there eventually became these Elder Gods. Yeah, we learned in Duranfang that that's not true. Um, in actual fact, all of, you know, like, court effects, all of these people, I mean, not necessarily those, because we know that Dark Ether entities, you know, have children and have lineages and stuff, but there were entities in the Dark Ether who have been fighting since literally time began, which means all throughout the Ether story, they were just going on with their, you know, constant warfare. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what that means, and, you know, that's crazy, that was crazy to find out, but what that means is you've now got an elephant in the room where um, after the MPD was made and the Keepers had their civil war, these corrupted keepers were banished to the dark ether and mutated into the apothecans there. So surely at some point we would have had some interaction between the entities in the dark ether and, you know, the, 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 uh, corrupted keepers, the apothecans yeah. in there. What's more interesting about that, especially now that we've got the construct is, um, we, I mean, this was back in the timeline in BO3. These keepers started experimenting with the dark ether, right? Um, and from doing those experiments, they kind of got the idea to build the MPD, which is this device with power over the entire ether. Now, if we're um, if we're now understanding that there was already a lot of stuff inside the dark ether, you know, warring and fighting amongst themselves, and the construct existed, which is this ultimate powerful device in the dark ether, is it not possible that either they found it themselves or like someone? gave them the idea for the MPD based on the construct. That's interesting. That's really interesting too. And that's that's really like the elephant in the room, right? Why are these yeah. things so similar? Like, um, you right. know, equally, why, why can court effects not use the construct yet? That implies that 
Earth is special somehow. Um, my my tinfoil theory right now is that um, for whatever reason, the construct couldn't be used without um, something in the ether. Or like this is going back originally. So in you know, whilst the ether storyline is going on and that cycle is going, the construct needed something in the ether to be uh, used. You know, it was like the the duality thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Much like how now Von List is like Court Effects a stooge, and Von List is like, oh yeah, do this shit for me, you know, and it'll all be fine. And Von List is like, well, you know, I don't like how all of these crystals are appearing, but I can't really say no. You know, he's Court Effects is totally using Von List. I I do wonder if these original corrupted keepers were being used in the same way Von List was, because if this thing was in the ether originally, this whatever, this artifact, this thing that is needed for the construct it would now just be on Earth. After everything was banished, this thing would just end up on Earth. Right. Um, and that would be like, despite the fact that Court Effects is always... And th- I put this in your video, you know, Court Effects is like, humans are pathetic. But he's also <laughs> like... As, right, right, as right. soon as they found Earth, the second they discovered it, Court Effects is like, study those guys right now for how we can conquer them. Um, and Invictus like, well, why do you care about them? And Court Effects never gives them an answer. That, and so that, that that, that's, that's, that's some sussy shit going on there, you know. That that is really interesting. Yeah, I yeah. I mean we know the earth, we know the earth is special, chat. The earth is very special. You gotta take care of it. <laughs> but yeah, I I I'm certain that, th- that there's gonna be some like mind blowing uh, yeah uh, cliffhanger of sorts. Uh, surprisingly, for being a prequel story, we'll probably see in the next in the next yeah. map. Uh, what are your thoughts though? Recently, two maps got discovered: ZM underscore Red, ZM underscore Beige. Mm. The fact we're going back to Egypt, I'm like, okay, well. ZM underscore Bays probably fits that. Yeah. But what is red? Is it got bonus survival I, map coming? That's an interesting. That would be really cool. If I'm not mistaken, um, ZM Red was found before ZM Beige, right? Um, yes. Yes. And ZM Red was already the name of a map. I think that was Ancient Evil. And so I, I wonder if someone realized, like, oh shit, we've used this code name before. You know, ah. this is going to be a nightmare for like our archival stuff. And they changed it. Let's That's change what I it. Think. That is yeah. true. That is actually true. I, I didn't even think I, about that. I do think that might be a possibility. Yeah, because I think ZM underscore blue and maybe orange were not used. I know blue wasn't yeah. for sure, but there was, a f- there was definitely some that were going to be used for future chaos maps that uh, yeah. never saw I, light of I day. I think Duranfang would be an amazing survival map, like a gross and house style thing. I think that would be amazing, but I just don't know if they've got the time. I highly doubt it. I'd be I'd be happy yeah. to see one more solid map with a solid Easter egg. I mean, oh, she yeah. Numa, she don't Numa, she don't Numa for sure. But it, it, it's like I said before, it's the most complete version of the map to date. Gives you things to yeah. do. Uh, it, it's it's awesome. The, the main quest was very well put together, and and yeah, I I'm very very excited to see where this goes, gameplay and story wise. But obviously, you have the tinfoil hats too. It's like, oh wait a second. Uh, Egypt was going to be uh, another chaos map that never came out. We had Pyramid of Giza rumors, yeah. Library of Alexandria rumors. So could this next Egypt map uh, in Vanguard at all touch on some of those scrapped concepts that never made it to yeah. Black Ops 4? I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> if, if there was level I mean, designing done, maybe they could they could use something. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I want... up about an hour, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that old melee weapon, that'd be great. I mean, what, what are you thinking, man? What do you think the layout of uh, the new map's going to be like? Because it's... I, Terra is weird. I don't. I think the overworld kind of. Someone pointed this out to me, um, a friend of mine, not too long ago. Is that it? Kind of the reason why it doesn't work for this new Vanguard weird game mode is it kind of opens up like you'd open up a round base map, which is quite funny. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's kind of true. Um, so, what do you think the layout will be? You know, because it's it's all but confirmed now that we are going back to Terra for a round base map. <laughs> I suspect, yeah, I, like maybe. 
docking right. for area box fight I, kind of thing. I find it hard to believe that we're going to go to Egypt and then not go to Terra Maledicta. Clearly, they're going to reuse yeah. it somehow. Um, kind oh, yeah. of the same the same spirit as Shinonuma, where it's like it reuses Shinonuma that was partially in Duranfang already. Terra Maledicta yeah. could be expanded upon somehow. Layout could be different. I, I really don't think or want to say it's going to be the exact same layout. I highly doubt that. Highly but considering it's Vanguard, I think everything's on the table right now. I know Fajardi despises Terra, I mean, which is funny. So he's <laughs> not going to be happy if the last map is full-fledged Terra round base. Nothing different. It's just Terra with, with an actual main quest this time. Even though Terra already has a quest of sorts, but it's different. Just yeah. to get the uh, uh, the shield. Um, well, I, I wonder is, um, I think one of the most, I mean, it's kind of an easy map layout, but it's kind of tried and tested now. Is, um, like I call it the ancient evil map layout because a few maps did that, you know, where you've got main map area where everything is and then a separate place for pack a punch that you just teleport to that um, or or make it at night but then it's a little too repetitive too as you really have yeah, yeah. every map is at night in vanguard yeah. but well I, I just mean that so you can you use the dark ether area for the pack a punch um kind of area yeah and i mean yeah. there's a bit of there's um court effects as castle is um in the background you can see it. of that you can area see it at, yeah you can see it yeah. in the sky and, right. and so maybe you know we actually teleport there i mean it doesn't have to be you know a massive place it just has to be like a new area and i think people will be happy but um what what i wonder is um so and this is why we know it's terra maledicta because the intel confirms it but von list is talking about court of Exodus temple which is the spawn area of terra maledicta um, yeah the, the temple itself devor right. devorheit blew it up because um there were already crystals coming through there devorheit blew it up because they seemingly want to destabilize it so they can open a gateway um like a, a stable gateway there so court effects can get back home so what i'm I'm inclined to think that maybe we'll start at, you know, the back of the map, kind of where um, where Quick Revive is. Yeah. And we'll pro yeah. we'll progress forwards. Um, maybe the main like teleporter is, you know, to the Dark Ether area, is where the Exfil Rune Gate is in um, Terra, because in Terra, where that Rune Gate is, is like this big hole in the temple where loads and loads of crystals are coming through. Um, it's actually the only place the crystals glow on the map, so I think okay, that's kind yeah. of. Yeah. And so put a big portal there, and then maybe you've got these kind of dead ends either side. So maybe put like a teleporter that takes you from one side to the other. And it's a it's a simple map layout, but you know it will play fine. And just put doors throughout, and you know from there it's like that 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 is a you know simple way to make the map easy. That's what I'd do. So how's the how's the order of the story in Vanguard though? Uh, just to make clear, because it felt like Duran Fung mm -hmm. was gonna have a quest, but it ended up just being that green portal opening for uh, yeah for, what's it, for Vrakana. Uh, yeah. So then I'm like, all right, because then we also see in Shinonuma the anchors that we can't touch, but then in Terra Malikta, we had the anchors and the Dark Ether that we could yeah. touch with the shield, and then we go back to well, Shinonuma after that. It's like, wait, is, are, I'm trying to figure out if the, if the maps so release I order think matters. The, the the idea is um. That void spell that the tome page is in, it's not in Shinonuma, it's just in the void spell, and that can basically be anywhere, I think, is the idea. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it's like in its own way. From what I mean, there, there's not, a, they don't talk about it a lot, but from what I can gather, the tome page is in its weird kind of like pocket dimension. That's what this void spell is. And that means it can be anywhere. So long as like the energy is channeled to it, that can just it, appear anywhere. That um, makes sense. Which I mean, for Von List, it makes sense because if he's kind of on the move around the world, he needs to. That's like the kind of thing he needs to be able to access anywhere. So you know, imagine he can just like, whilst he's in Stalingrad, he hides the tome page in there, and then he can get to it whilst he's in Egypt. You know, got um, it. 
And it's kind of it's one of those weird things where like gameplay and story don't mesh as well as they can together. But um, because originally I, I'm I, sure they would have actually gone yeah. for four objective ma- objective maps. Void yeah, wasn't going to probably definitely. exist. Neither was round based. So I think yeah, that original plan was was probably different. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I love Fajardi's comment about exploring a dark ether themed supervillain castle. I mean, along yeah. the lines of like Kang's hideout in uh, Loki season one, or kind of like. Uh, what am I thinking? Kind of like the almost like a layout of like the Frozen Dawn World War II DLC four. Kind of like yeah, very, yeah. really dark and like cavey, mischievous, like creepy environment. I think you could definitely do something cool with that. That would be awesome if that's where you went for <laughs> for a zombie map. Yeah. Maybe in the future. I mean, I wouldn't. A, a guy has just um, asked in chat here. Um, Thay Marius has just asked um, if he thinks the next um, field upgrade is going to be a new character or the decimator. Um, I think it will be the Decimator. Um, and the reason why I think that is um, we, we don't have Frenzied God in Vanguard yet, and I think it's one that will work well. That might have even been, maybe that's been leaked or something. I'm not sure. But, I think um, it was I leaked. Think Fren- yeah, I think it was leaked. I, I think Frenzied God would be really good. And I mean, f- like, the Decimator is literally a shield, you know, like, and so just rather than make him, you know, because we're not ever, ever using that shield wonder weapon, I don't think, but his effects are red. Um, that's fair. Just make you know make him the uh make him frenzied god because he is still a shield it makes sense you know got it got it yeah no i mean babe, that, that 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 actually makes sense i think um a new field upgrades a given for this upcoming yeah release in prize season five uh i know uh, people are gonna be like oh what about their promise they were gonna add new field upgrades that was <laughs> long before launch and plans clearly have changed or yeah. they don't have time to do that and why even do it in the next game don't, don't waste don't waste yeah. new abilities on on vanguard um, Decimator invented red. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I love Cal's idea about that. Though. I think Frenzy Guard is is. Uh, I'm pretty sure that leaked yeah. out. Like, remember that audio? There was like an audio file that leaked out. Um, I, I forgot who posted it on Twitter, and it was like mm. Jingo Hell's quotes, cranked quotes, all this stuff from from Duran Fung that never made it. And I think Frenzy oh, Guard wow. was on there somewhere. Yeah, it was. Which account was this? Now it had been zapped or. or uh, Forgot maybe maybe it was reality on his old account, but it was it was literally like a two minute video. Mm. Just all this audio from Vanguard Zombies just never got released. I, I was oh, brought to my wow. attention. It was brought to my attention. My Lego yesterday on Twitter, the St. Patrick's mm. bundle finally came out in Vanguard. Uh, better late than never, right? Let <laughs> me get a picture of this thing. It's ridiculous. If you guys are watching, oh, it might. Oh, wow. Are we are we good? Are we good? I think we're good, chat. <laughs> Thank you to those that stayed. Um, I think... Holy shit. Yeah, so maybe... Yeah, well, we're starting the router. Didn't do it. Started my PC. Maybe it was just coincidence, but... Uh, wow, that is hilarious, chat. Oh, my God. Well, then. Well, then. Let's see. How's our audio look? Okay, we're all good. Mic check. You're good. All right. Perfect, chat. Well, at least we can wrap up. I'm so happy that we went through the story, at least. That was, like, the meat and potatoes yeah. of today I wanted to get through. But thankfully, we got through that before uh, our internet. Any, anything else, though, about story that you wanted to... Um, wanted I, to I think the only big thing is that um, I think a lot of, you know, like, um, the construct, like, the, uh, the, the entities, like, all of that stuff, are, they're coming back in, in the future. I, I would almost, in some form, I would almost guarantee it. I think the construct is such a big plot point. Um. And it's so thematically nice to have Eddie trying to once again gain this like device of ultimate power. It, like it just what it writes itself, man. It really does. It, yeah, I I'm really excited for what this next app's gonna gonna offer. Um, but yeah, if it is just terrible, I'll the round base. 
I mean, at this point, it's like, well, Vanguard is Vanguard. Kind of have to accept that. Can't really have high expectations. I think people out there that are expecting, like, some some Cold War BO4 level map in Vanguard, it's just not going to happen. But if you keep your yeah. expectations reasonable and you care about the story, I think there is going to be something uh, that, that will definitely be uh, exciting for hardcore Zombies fans out there. But, yeah, once again, Chad, thank you for uh, popping back in. Again, Xfinity, like, my upload speed died for a second completely. And um, luckily, we were able to make a bit of a comeback. But... Uh, pulling back my notes, let's see what else we missed here. Also, another pretty crazy report, kind of shifting away from zombies for a second. Uh, it, it has been said that Microsoft has provided FTC with the latest round of information that was requested on the acquisition of Activision. But if FTC doesn't ask for more follow-ups within 30 days, the deal will be approved in the United States by mid-August. So, isn't that crazy, man? I swear the original wow. rumor was that it wasn't going to fully close till... Mid-2023. Now, with mm. this, though, it's looking like we're going to end up having everything closed as early as this summer. So, what kind of repercussions could that have now on Xbox Game Pass, even COD, mm. maybe? This is this is pretty big. So, that of the summer I, might be huge for COD 2.0. Yeah. Game Pass is the big one. Obviously, COD Day 1 Game Pass would be huge. But um, I think the closest thing we've got to look at, basically, is... Um, looking at Bethesda, right? Because that's probably, that's the, the Activision buyout, or no, that's the buyout, sorry, where it's like the closest in size to Activision in terms of what's been purchased. I think, at least so far, very little has seemingly changed in Bethesda. You know, I thought maybe, like, they would be shuffled on to just making Elder Scrolls and Fallout, but that's not the case. Um, they, they've still, you know, done everything they wanted to do. Starfield is still, you know, in development, that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you right, know, I'm inclined right. to wonder, will Call of Duty be the same? Will, like, not that much change? Because if something is working and it, it is making Activision money, then why, and, you know, therefore Microsoft money, why would Microsoft feel the need to change that? That's true. No, that, that is a good point. I mean, you could say it's, oh, it's an area where all they did was buy at the dip. They didn't necessarily uh, acquire them because they care deeply about fixing uh, work environment issues. Hopefully that is the case. They do fix all those issues. But it could be an example of like, yeah, we're buying at the dip. They can make us some crazy money. We're not going to interfere too much. Yeah. Let them kind of lead the way and kind of continue doing what they've always been doing. So I think that's a good point. That, that could just be translated over to how they also treat the Activision acquisition. But I would say mm. Bethesda wasn't perfect either, but definitely had severely less issues than Activision's currently having behind the well, scenes. Yeah. By far, yeah, by far. So I'm very curious if, uh, you know, if that's going to make any sudden changes to COD or, or, or to the, uh, the gaming industry altogether. But I think it, what's more likely is right when this goes through, you'll probably see a lot of games pop up on Game Pass by the holidays, which is perfect timing for them. But uh, in terms of COD, I've always had the impression that we wouldn't see any major changes until like Black Ops 2024. But considering this is going to possibly close this August, hey, uh, Modern Warfare 2 might see some changes. I don't know about day one Game Pass thing possible but i think there's always the big discussion about oh what's gonna happen if they remove call of duty then from say playstation i still don't see that being likely i mean not only as phil spencer said mm. that's not their intention and they will honor any existing contracts that exist between sony and activision but what is really the point aside from maybe driving more sales to xbox hardware or game pass when they're gonna make all the money anyway regardless of yeah. what platform anybody buys caught on 
Microsoft will still get the paycheck. <laughs> so it's like, wouldn't that yeah. really make them lose money if they then kind of alienate COD to just Xbox and that ecosystem? I don't see a point in doing that personally. But I, I think maybe- the kind of thing that would throw an issue in there is not even Microsoft. I think it would be Sony. Sony have a, a real notorious track record for not wanting to play nice with other large companies. You know, you I don't know if you, you know much about... Um, kind of how the Skyrim modding thing kind of happened on consoles, but like everyone wanted it for ages, you know, much like with zombies, everyone wanted yeah, mods yeah. on, you know, everybody wants customs. On, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. It, it was the right. same for like Skyrim and modding. And um, it went the new generation. So then it was the new generation. It was PS4 and Xbox came out. Microsoft were like, yeah, okay. It was Fallout 4 first. I think they were like, okay, you know, we have, we have the infrastructure now on the console to support it. Um, and technically, the PS4 was the same. Um, Microsoft said, yeah, you know, um, so long as it's through your own platform, which, Beth- so they were like, you know, there's loads of sites to download mods, but Bethesda have their own one. And Microsoft said, so long as the mod is on Bethesda, that's how it will be loaded in the game. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, that's, it can be anything. Sony said, okay, you know, you can have mods, but the only content that can be allowed is content like, no, you know, user-created models, no new textures, anything. It's only stuff in the game. So what you end up is you can have all of the mods that are on PC on the Xbox version. And then on um, on Sony, you're limited to, like, just a random, like, res- it's not even a reskin. It's, a, you know, like, a sword that's already in the game. And some guys just made it do, like, a million damage. You know, like, kind of lame stuff, really. Yeah, really, like, you know, yeah. No cost- and, and so I that that's one specific area, you know. But I feel like that is kind of um, maybe the Sony are not as bad. You know, they've warmed up to crossplay now. But I feel like it's taking them a while, and it's a big adjustment. You know, in in Japanese business, things move quite slow. For they sure. Kind of the For entire sure. work culture in Japan and the corporate culture is totally different to in the West. Um, a different things are valued, and so you know, if if Sony of America have a more of a grasp on it, I feel, and you know, PlayStation of America do, then it's probably got more of a chance of, you know, being like that. But I, I do have to wonder, will Sony play nice with Microsoft on COD? I I, <laughs> I would certainly hope so. But, you know, I, I did see some tweets going around that, oh, now that Modern Warfare 2 is back on Steam, this means we're going to get MW2 mods. It's like, hold on a second. People have seemed to have forgotten that mod tool support has to be added and released for that yeah. to make sense. Unless you have, like, uh, World at War, Black Ops 1, uh, situation where people have taken upon themselves in the community to kind of make that work for a grander audience. But with Modern Warfare 2 being on Steam, it doesn't mean anything. However, hey, if they want to release model support, cool. You can make custom Spec Ops maps or something cool, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I think COD being on Steam could certainly pave the way for a return to more model support mm-hmm. and, and workshops being opened up in the future. But I don't think that anything is necessarily guaranteed right now, especially if you go into what you were just saying about custom mod tools on console or whatnot that is again very tricky very messy easier said than done if it happened one day it would be incredible for replayability across the board but that's something that again you have to have these publishers play nice on and start opening up and loosening up on some of these things which again also impacts more games than just cod so it's really not that simple but there are people in the community who think it is that simple it's oh if the game's on steam you're good it's like no 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 it's not it's not necessarily like that. It helps for sure because Battlefront doesn't have necessarily uh, any, you know, workshop or, or model support for COD. Yeah. But it, 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 that's not the that's not the the, the end all say all solution there. 
I mean, um, much like how people don't understand what goes into making, let's say, a zombies map, I think people really don't appreciate how much effort goes into mod tools. Right. I mean, you right, know, when, right. when Black Ops Three mod tools came out, I, I remember that. You know, there were like you might not know this in in um in Bo Three, there is actually a unique calling card that beta testers of Black Ops Three mod tools got. Um, it's a very very rare calling card. You can only get it if you're a beta tester in a Bo Three mod tools. But yeah, like that, that's you know <laughs> the rarest calling card of all time. It. Yeah, they had to beta test it. You know, um, they had to. You know, it, there's so much effort that goes into it because if you're in a dev studio, you know, the tools can break and that's fine because if a tool breaks, you, you know, you call up a guy in like the one of the technical departments and they're like, you know, my uh, my radiant's not working or like ape isn't working or whatever. But, um, you know, and, and you can break them yourself because they're, they're, you know, not made to be idiot proof, basically. The mod tools have to be idiot proof to a degree because if you break them, you know... <laughs> you can't do anything about you break it. Them. Like, yeah. Yeah, like if you break them, you break them. There's no one there to help you. Yeah. It's not like you break it, you buy it. There was like a simple solution of <laughs> to go and uh to yeah. go and resolve that. You're kinda of screwed there. That's that... so many hours of work go into making those like the public tools. Yeah. All right, that's why I'm, yeah. I'm still surprised yeah. Black Ops 4 has that now, in a way, with, with at least the mod oh, menu. Yeah. That, that's at least a, that's a start to something. That's pretty crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but, see, here's what's wild to me now, right? We saw this report on June 16th. It says, in a new SEC filing, Activision states oh. that they found no evidence that senior executives attempted to downplay harassment or discrimination oh, at Activision. Geez. So, yeah, they, it's the meme. They investigated themselves, found no wrongdoing, oh, move God. on. They state that incidents were properly addressed and the board was informed. Investigation by the board plus external. I mean, see, because of this, I think that's why this is this deal is closing so quickly. That, that's what I think. Um, but this is <laughs> literally the, the the meme itself. It's like, yeah, we didn't do anything wrong. We investigated. We hired our own guys. Even the external guys we, are paying We something. investigated ourselves. It's yeah, like, we investigated you know, ourselves. Oh, <laughs> that is that is something to me. This came out, I'm like, wow. But well, I mean, did anybody expect any different? Probably not. So that's what I'm saying, Chad. Things are moving along quickly, and it looks like uh, we're going to be seeing a closed acquisition relatively soon, which which is insane. I mean, I, I don't think anybody out there had on their bucket on their their bucket list for the summer, but it's happening. Dude, there's like this clip. It just reminds me of there's this clip from um, it's like the old Adam West Batman, you know, from the '60s. Yeah, and it's um. Yeah. It's it's Batman and Bruce Wayne having a conversation, and it's just Adam West like he's on what he's on two phones at the same time, and it's the mayor's like, oh yeah, here you go, you know, Bruce <laughs> Wayne, I'll I'll put you onto Batman, and it's he's got two phones, and he's like, it's just him talking, and it's like that's really what's going on. It's like, oh yeah, we'll get these independent guys to investigate. You know, this independent commission is headed up by Robert Kotick, and it's like, ah, yeah, yeah, okay, right. Absolutely hilarious. I mean, it, it's something else, Chad. I uh, I'm very curious what the future is going to hold, but it could be like a Bethesda situation where Microsoft doesn't necessarily change up everything or fire everybody. Uh, but maybe Activision will be a, bit, a little bit different. Maybe they'll, they'll treat this acquisition different from before. Uh, Sony's been acquiring people too lately, which is interesting. But mm. did you see that? Did you see that really funny article that was written? It was an Activision, or excuse me, it was an EA CEO. They got interviewed and said oh. something like, "People that don't support microtransactions or the the devs that don't are idiots." Did you see that quote? It, it was unbelievable. That, that's funny. I I'm gonna pull it, it up right it, now. It's interesting though because I think in COD now, especially, people underestimate how like 
I'll, I'll go as far as to say MTX is now the engine that drives Call of Duty. Without oh, MTX, yeah. you oh, would yeah. not get your... People are like, oh, well, paid DLC made the content better. These people don't understand that now... Um, like, let's say we take, I don't know, BO1 with its DLC, and even right. if we adjust it for today's money, there would be nowhere near as much capital from four paid DLCs as there were from, um, you know, constant stream of microtransactions. And it's yeah. not even, you know, there, there is definitely such a thing as predatory microtransactions, and I think Absolutely. that... That is awful. I think loot boxes, the whole liquid divinium system, I'd go as far as to say, is like somewhat verging on a predatory microtransaction. Um, But the bundles, it's fine. It's cosmetic skins. You know, it doesn't... Unless you're playing as that particular rose skin in Warzone, you know, it doesn't affect performance. Um, If anything, it makes you... I've tried tried playing Gunfight before on Cold War as, you know, the magma knight skin. And dude, they just snipe you from a mile away. You're just glowing. Right, so you're just like, glowing. It's actually, you're at a disadvantage, if anything, for running yeah. some, some some of these skins. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, microtransactions have taken over the scene. But we have seen single-player games as of recently. They don't have any that are still wildly successful. We're talking God of War, Elden Ring, uh, Spider-Man, uh, I think even Last of Us. I don't know if, I can't remember if that had any. But there's a lot of games that don't have them. There's no need for them. And the devs are like, hey, we're going in a different direction with how we're going to do paid mm. DLC or expansions. They don't require the use of all these cosmetic bundles and, and all these other skins. So there's games where they work, games where they don't, games where they really don't work. But the CEO here saying, or the former CEO saying that devs who avoid them are the biggest effing idiots. I don't think that's true. I think if anything, no, it's it, it's yeah. a very harsh way to say that at least for a multiplayer experience, you are missing out on some money by not doing them, but to go this far and call them idiots, I mean, this, this is just well, like peak capitalism right games, here. Different, <laughs> different games, you know, different games have different, like, you know, if I'm playing like fucking, I don't know, like um, Space Invaders, what does microtransactions add? You know, I could be yeah. playing Pong and it's like, well, why would I want, it's like, oh, pay, you know, pay $3 to have an extra life. It's like, why bother? You know, some right. games don't require it. Yeah, anyone who says single player games are dead is brain. Yeah, that that is that is yeah. a flawed and false argument. It is completely untrue. Um, and that but is so, that is re- a re- like that people that are is ridiculous. Saying that, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll say this too. I feel like not just COD but even Fortnite. They they've the success that these franchises have brought to the table mm. have led to conversations like this with the, with the former EA CEO where they're like, okay, how do we replicate exactly that? to a T, which are BR, with your microtransactions, how do you replicate that in every possible franchise? How do we make that work? How do we monetize that? That seems that that, that seems to be like the trend now. Yeah. So to a point where then they'll say, if you don't do that, if you don't get a BR, don't put an MTX, you're, you're missing out. But it's like, if that's not the direction of your game, then it doesn't mean anything. It's, just, it's such a, such a lame, yeah. lifeless argument to make, honestly, depending on what your business is going for in the, at the end of the day. I mean, that, that's what I'm looking at. If it doesn't um, fit the game, why why try and force it? Because then it's right. like it's a force system that adds nothing. People aren't even gonna, you know, interact with the microtransactions, and so it's not gonna with the amount of man hours that you're putting in to create all of this content. People aren't gonna right. interact with it because you could probably force it in any game and make it work. It, it'll be terrible yeah. and probably it wouldn't feel right, but you could probably make it work to where it makes money. But it's like yeah. not all. I mean, I think some of the best dev teams out there are are the teams that are also their own publishers where they have full creative control of everything 
mm. maybe maybe like a, even a bungee situation where they have full creative, control, full creative control of everything to where nobody is above them saying, hey, this is great, this is working, this isn't, also add this in, and you have like a week to do it. That It's crazy how the industry works where that is sometimes uh, the scenario. Yeah, I think the only times where you're really getting that now are indie games or right. if you're literally just Hideo Kojima. <laughs> yeah. You either have to be the... an indie game studio or you have to wake up as Hideo Kojima somehow. Right. And you just wake up as well. That's actually that's actually a perfect segue to uh something I want to wrap up with here. Uh Deviation Games. I'm sure you saw the news that Tony Flame has left Treyarch yeah. and has been hired by Deviation. So uh I, I wanted to ask you this because I, I think it's 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 definitely worth asking here. Uh we talked about deviation before. Do you think I mean although Tony is great, and this is definitely going to help whatever the project is. Do you think this is almost going to like worsen the situation where people are like, "Oh, this is like a Black Ops COD killer. It's going to save zombies." Like, I feel like we're already down that path, <laughs> and we're going even deeper with the news about Tony uh, about Tony Flame. So th this is interesting. I, I mean, like, people, you know, people can say that, and it'll be funny. But I, I feel so bad about that for deviation because the more people they, I mean, and, you know, maybe part of their social, you know. Um, Oh, what, what, what's the word? Like, their kind of PR system is, you know, to get that to drum up, like, early hype. And maybe that's true. But, again, just, I've mentioned it on this podcast before, just like Daikatana, John Romero, creator of Doom, you know, one of the most iconic games of all time. Yeah. Um, I think Doom 1 and Doom 2, he he um, created his own game called Daikatana quite a few years ago now. Um, and everyone was hyped because people... I think Doom 3 had come out at that point and Doom 3 was really, like, kind of... People didn't like it. It was really weird. And people were like, oh, yeah, John Romero's coming back with this new game, you know, and it's going to it's gonna be like old Doom. It's going to bring all of these nostalgic <laughs> memories back. Yeah. And then it was nothing like Doom and he'd never said it was going to be like Doom. And people were just like, oh, this is shit, you know, what a bad game because they went into it expecting, like... The savior and replacement, yeah. Yeah, and it's like I, I just think it. I feel really bad for them because I think it's going to be the same thing. Um, if if that that's what you know the prevailing opinion is, because it's not going to be zombies, it's not going to be Call of Duty. It might be an FPS, but we don't even know if it's an FPS. Um, right. I, I don't think it's PlayStation exclusive. I know Sony invested in them and partnered with them, which probably means yeah. there'll be like benefits to playing on a PlayStation. But I don't think it's yeah, exclusive yeah. to that. Because if that's the case, to that that really hurts them. I'm pretty sure it's oh, yeah. going to be it's going to be all uh, all platform experience. But I, I mean, I'm not going to make a video of this as I told you so. But when when this game gets revealed and you see a bunch of negativity and hate because it's not zombies or because it's not some like expectation that people had, which didn't make sense. It's gonna, it's it's gonna be, I think, rough for the reception and and marketing of the game, the launch window of the game. So I, mm. I just want to hope that they, they find the most successful in what they're doing. But I can't lie though, it is smart business wise to attract that audience that are fans of what these other devs previously did, because that can help build a new audience. Sure, that, that's smart business wise yeah, for sure. I, but I, I it, it can have repercussions. I, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I don't actually, like you say, I wouldn't call that small. I think it's a uh, I, I actually think that's very kind of um, damaging or, or, or yeah, it's or very risky myopic. Any... It's very short sighted because you, you're you're getting. I, I keep in mind it, it, the gain is really really small because they've not even got a game out yet. It's not like they can pull in all of these new people and suddenly go, oh yeah, buy our other stuff. They've got nothing out right now. So what they're doing is they're pulling in a fan base of people who may well not even like their game. They're, yeah, they're, they're like yeah. really just shoot that. To me, I mean, if the game is not, you know, unless if the game doesn't appeal to this, you know, ex-Zombies fan base, 
then what they've done is they've just built their own gallows and tied their own noose. Like, yeah, no, that's the thing. When I say something like that, like what you just said, people yeah. interpret that as, oh, you're a BO3 hater. It's like, dude, what does this have to do with BO3, first of all? But I, I always go back to the brilliant point Fajardi had brought up before, which is that when Blundell was in charge of Treyarch, essentially, a co-studio head, when he had the most creative control of zombies, so to speak, that happens to be the most controversial Black Ops game ever made. When yeah. he put out his grand vision in Black Ops 4 with two stories, all these maps, crazy hard quest, complexity, it also happened to be a game that I thought was pretty much made for and suited for content creators the most, if anything, also happens to be the game that gets best on the most to this day. And now it's being appreciated little by little. People are saying, they're saying oh, Blundell needs to come back. He's going to save us. Where was that attitude during Black Ops 4? When if that would have been the attitude at the time, maybe he wouldn't have left. <laughs> but it's, it's like, it, of course, there were probably other issues too behind the scenes with uh, with Blundell and whatnot. Who knows? But um, one thing I wanted to ask you, though, this is crazy. I saw a tweet about it. I couldn't find it. But somebody who apparently is a higher up at, at Deviation is apparently somebody that was, and this is spicy, so... Uh, this is apparently somebody that also was involved in that, that Bill Cosby suite uh, controversy mm. with Activision. So I'm I, like, yeah, I've heard that. I, I have heard that. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I believe so. I, I can't, I can't remember which one it is. And I, so God forbid, I don't want to name any. Yeah, names, I'm not gonna name it. Yeah, I'm not gonna name anybody. I, yeah, I, I just like I don't even know who it is, so I'm not even gonna try. I've, I've forgotten. Right. Them, but I have definitely heard that. Um, right. So yeah. It's well, yeah, I, I just find that I find it interesting that people that would probably be quick to say, oh, yeah, this is going to be like the savior. Or this is it. This is the cod killer. And also the same people that would probably be really upset with like the news about the Activism Blizzard lawsuit happen to just like completely miss out on that detail or oblivious to the idea that somebody is at deviation yeah. that did that. It's like, where, where's the controversy about that one? All I see is, you know, BO3 best game. This is going to save zombies, but nobody's nobody's addressed uh, that elephant in the room, I think that's pretty fucking telling. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm wondering if that's ever going to uh, get riled up again because that, that, that's think, crazy. That is crazy. To, to go back to the Tony Flame thing again briefly, I think it's... um, I don't think it reflects... I mean, people might say, oh, yeah, it reflects badly on Treyarch or whatever. I don't think it does. Tony Flame has been at Treyarch since, like, World at War and... Oh, yeah. Before. Oh, yeah. He, he is... Um, basically at, like, the peak that his career would ever get at Treyarch. So, you know, generally in business, what happens in these cases is like someone is, a, you know, I, I say a dead end in their career, which is true, but it's, you know, it's a dead end because they're so high, you know, they can never get any higher. They, they are at yeah, the You're max. capped then, out salary-wise, yeah, position-wise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then right, suddenly right, right. This, this studio is like, um, you know, we'll offer you X amount of money, you know, above your current salary for like, X amount of years, maybe. Right um, to do to do the same amount of work, position. if not less. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so of course, with, he'd say yeah. I, right. I would say I would say yeah in that position. Of course, yeah, everybody would. Everybody yeah. would. And right. you know, it's not like I, I don't think he's leaving out of spite or anything because he's going no. to a studio where you know he he knows people there, so that that's fine. He knows he'll work and he'll get more money and just be able to progress his career. It's business is you business. Can't blame him. Yeah. No, you you really can't, and I and I think. Uh, you can obviously have a tinfoil hat and say, oh, you know, people are leaving Treyarch because they're frustrated with, like, having to clutch up for other studios and the crunch and all the BS, whatever. We could theorize all day about that. Quite a few devs have left Treyarch recently, but I don't think this is, like, oh, dooming Treyarch now. The next game is, is chalked, and it's like, it's like we're so far away from the next game. It's like, hold your horses. A lot of, lot of opportunity left. They're hiring. I mean, there's yeah. a lot that can still go right for them. I uh, mean, I, I'm, I'm glad about that because, um, you know, it, it's Treyarch have... I mean, you know, they've been... 
apart from the odd anomaly here or there, I, I would say Treyarch have been kind of consistent. You know, they've oh, not yeah. had a Vanguard, they've not had an Infinite Warfare. You know, even <laughs> Bo4, sure. which was a controversial game, right. is enjoyed and remembered fondly. Oh yeah, yeah. It, ab it absolutely um, is. It absolutely is. And I think sometimes maybe press blood is is needed, and sometimes you need a press blood is uh, needed. It'll yeah. do them good. I, I think. Right. That, you know, people who play zombies and you know appreciate the systems in zombies. I think coming in, you know, and multiplayer and cam campaign. I would actually love to see new people come in with ideas for campaign. Oh yeah. I feel oh. like that is the side of development we hear the least about in a weird way. Right, I, I can right. tell you a lot about the way a campaign is developed. Oh yeah. Um, I think. Uh, there's, there's definitely some room for that. If Raven wants to do the yeah. campaign again in the next Black Ops and Treyarch just works on MP and Zombies again, I'm all for it, too. Like, well, I'm, dude, I'll if Raven want to do the next campaign, they, you know, <laughs> be my guess. Go right ahead, dude. Know. Yeah, go right ahead. I mean, yeah, it's, it's incredible, man. The, the future's definitely bright. Well, I'm going to wrap up with one last topic of uh, Season mm. 4 Reloaded. But before we do that, let's go ahead and jump into hey. some... Uh, who are these people? All right, I gotta pull up the window again because I lost it when I restarted my computer. But <laughs> here we go. I mean, first off, I think I went over this last week. I, I, maybe I, I'm not remembering, but remember this meme, Cal? It's like, uh, it's an MW one. It's like, no dead silence has perk. Ghost doesn't show you when standing still. Kill streaks instead of score streaks. Whack weapon balancing. Mm -hmm. Slow movement. Extreme SBMM. Worst maps. Worst PVE oh mode. De devs admitted they designed the game with noobs campers in mind. And then the bottom is like, wow, cool graphics and animations. I love that this meme is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> it's people yeah, forgot like, about the, how controversial the first game was. It's just so funny to me. Nobody remembers. Oh my God. I mean, uh, it was Warzone that made MW popular. Like, let, let's be honest. Yeah. Because of Warzone. Right. People don't remember how, how like the, 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 the drought we're in right now with like viewership and performance for the COD community is pretty identical to what it was for like season one of mw and then season two was warzone so that changed everything obviously people forget that though yeah um i got some comments here warzone 2 no uh yes uh this fall sadly vanguard's vanguard's better it has terminator okay this guy spent uh isn't spent money wow. on some bundles i guess <laughs> do you thing. like this is a random one do you like jazz somebody replied yes i do that's interesting do you like jazz some yeah jazz. <laughs> Uh, Vanguard is the most historically accurate COD yet. Everyone remembers when the Terminator was killing not Nazis in World War II. Yeah, this, this is... Uh, yeah, why did they send them back? Yeah, you know what? Terminator's canon. Why did they send them back to World War II and kill the kill the Nazis, man? Why not do that? That's true. Um, mm. Wait. What is this one? L moment. All the scammers are writing in German, so half the people don't know what they say. Question moment. Will Moon Knight ever be added to Cold War as a bundle? Oh. We saw Art for Stitch, I think, where he was holding those crescent knives and had the white suit. Anyone know anything on that? This is how you know Pajardi's effect on the on the art community has been fantastic. People oh think it, his work is legitimate. Uh, or, <laughs> excuse me, official. It's legitimate. Well, official is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh his, work, his work is amazing. Yeah, I'm glad we saw this. Fuck up, Dynamite. I love Cartel. Where my Cartel gang at? Um, yeah, because I usually say if they have to get rid of another map in Cold War, because they got rid of Satellite and Armada, get rid of uh, mm. get rid of Checkmate in, uh, in Cartel for sure. Um, but this guy currently loves Cartel. There you go. <laughs> what else we I, got I don't here? mind Cartel. Cartel's good on combined arms. I fucking, I am a combined arms stan. I fucking Are you? I need to play arms. more of it, man. I haven't played it. I, I, I was such a fire I team stan. I haven't played it much. That's funny, man. Uh, dude, you charge 40 bucks for those cheap-ass cheap flip-flops. Really? You can get Nike ones that are twice as nice. And durable for 30. How many times are you going to say bro in one video? It's funny because I watched this video back. I'm like, I didn't say bro at all in this video, so that was weird. But 40 bucks for flip-flops. So the way Teespring works is they set a price for you, and you, and you pretty much work 
with that price and you go up to make any profit. So I get like, I think it's like five bucks profit on the flip-flops. They're actually that expensive on Teespring. That's just the way they oh are to customize them with your logo and whatnot. That's, that's, that's Teespring set prices. So I don't, I don't set the prices like that, but it actually doesn't let you set it any lower than that cap. Cause then not only do you make no profit, but then they don't either. So like they have to set it at a, a certain rate. So that's not my fault there. Um, hmm. So there, that's, that's a funny one there. We have another Nixaru troll account here, unfortunately. Why are people calling it Black Ops 6 when Black Ops 5 hasn't released yet? Um, by the way, I don't know what's up with the Nixaru obsession. This person has been oh, gone for is, years. Oh, is that, is that that same guy? Is I, that that weird I don't guy know. who was pretending to be That Nixaru was a Twitter person. I don't know about the YouTube oh, commenter, though. I did no. see that was terrible. I'm like, how? I mean, it's funny because, like, don't think it's the wrong way. I, I almost forget Nixaru was a channel at one point because he's been gone for years. They've been gone for years. So, yeah. It's like, how is somebody still trolling? Like, how, how, do you have anything well, to do in life? But it's like, what the fuck? The, yeah. the guy isn't even trolling. He's, his, his argument is, oh yeah. So, so for those that don't know, Vic Sawyer was, she was a, um, a zombies channel and she, she kind of left the internet because as a result of like, you know, some harassment and also I think general like mental unwell being. And I mean, you know, she's fine now. I think there's some, some people who still talk to her. Yeah. This weird Twitter person, like, started using the name and then when asked them, I'm like, you aren't, you know, you aren't who you say that you are. I think their response was, oh, well, no one's using the name. So oh, I, come I mean, on. Like, what? Come on, dude. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. That, that, that's ridiculous. People are weird, man. Literally, who are these people? Uh, I don't think Jungle's coming because it was least liked in BO1 and why remaster a map that isn't popular? There was a very small amount of people that enjoyed Jungle, so I wouldn't expect. Cherik already said in the past they want to bring back maps that fans love. A good example is Standoff. I'm like, I, I put this in a Discord server the other day, not to not to make fun of this person, but do people generally not know Jungle's in Cold War? Like, I, I thought that the marketing <laughs> was pretty heavy on, on, on that. Like, a lot of tweets, the blog posts. Yeah. Uh, so I'm surprised if somebody doesn't know that Jungle's literally in... Uh, I'm pretty sure Jungle was, like, one of the maps. Like, I think I feel like that's, like, quite an iconic map from BO1 as well. Oh, it is. And, and it's actually very common in the rotation for some modes, not all. I don't see it enough as I'd like, but uh, WMD and Jungle are... Dude, bring back Jungle Flooded. That was awesome. Please, brother. The, the memes were great. I love I love playing that map. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, I honestly forgot Vanguard existed. Literally took me a minute to remember what it was. Hopefully, whatever they whenever they make another Call of Duty, it's not like this one. Basically, the only game, the only thing that really tempted me to get the game was Snoop. Well, I, hope, <laughs> I mean, might as well just play Warzone and buy Snoop. Why buy Vanguard? Yeah. Play, play, so that's a funny one, too. The Snoop and Godzilla shitter fits an 80s-themed COD. You know Black Ops Cold War. <laughs> like, okay, interesting. It's a good one. The updated COD cycle. Infinity War releases a game. Everyone loves it. Infinity War sucks. Treyarch releases a game. Everyone loves it. Treyarch sucks. Sledgehammer might release a game. Sledgehammer sucks. Loop. This is that's that was pretty funny. There, but there wasn't a part in there where people liked the Sledgehammer game. Um, but yeah, updated COD cycle. I also added. Yeah, unfortunately, your request to get verified has been denied. I love I love seeing stuff like that. Um, and, <laughs> and lastly, I think something in the server I was gonna put. Is there a VPN you recommend? Oh, Skeptic put this in earlier. Is there a VPN you recommend? Uh, and then Skeptic replied, DK doesn't do that. And then somebody, the guy replied, you think he doesn't? Hmm, that's funny. I'm glad you know him so well and I've been to his house to see his setup gullible. Bro, it's like, that is, it's the copium. When you play good in COGS, we did a nuke, uh, or a nuke stream like a week ago where we dropped six in one go. And uh, people were like, oh, yeah. It's, I'm like, dude, I had no VPN. Now we're not reverse boosting. We're just playing the game and man, sweating. There's a copium that people just are good at the oh game. It's hilarious. God. Oh, my God. Uh, last but not least here. I, I hate BO3, but I really like this song. Black Ops 3 is a cool game because of certain maths, excluding jetpacks and shit, dude. No, it doesn't. World at War. 
I, I just love I, the fact that, like, dead. these are... It, it's like, um, I mean, and AIs are better at this now, but it was like the really early, like, chatbot oh, AIs shit. where they would, like, try and string words together. Yeah. They didn't quite understand how sentences were meant to be kind of constructed. It's yeah. so funny. This is, it's just, it's so funny to see, man, the, the, the brain cells here in the community. But with that being said, folks, last but definitely not least, Season 4 Reloaded. We'll probably talk more about this uh, next week, chat, when we actually play the content. But we got a reveal and a blog post for the upcoming mid-season update. And before I even get into that, today the Golden Self Procedures Key got a package from Activision. Uh, as you can see, our Mercenaries of Fortune themed pack. We have an Austin name tag, which I believe is a name tag that was worn by the T-1000 in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Pretty cool. Big Terminator yeah, fan. Uh, yeah, I think so. Definitely a fan of that movie. My favorite Terminator movie ever. Really cool little package that uh, Buddy Ryan got. I know we had some Super Chats earlier asking if I saw this. Uh, Cal, though, what would you say about Terminator coming to Vanguard but not Cold War? Isn't that crazy? Maybe they didn't get the rights on time? Yeah, that, that's, yeah I, I think it was probably a rights thing. I think it's so weird, though, that we've had, like, how many of the tie-ins in Vanguard now are, like, 80s related? Um, you know, it's, it's I know. really funny. Even Snoop Dogg, too. It was not really 80s, but at least the 90s. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really, really funny. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it is crazy. what it is. I, me, personally, I have... Um, I'm, I think I, I feel like I'm kind of an outlier. I, I don't like the movie tie-ins, but I, that, that's just because I'm kind of, like... You know, it, it, like, I try and, like, find out what the story of is the season is, and then I see, like king kong and it's just my brain like doesn't like, it, like <laughs> yeah I, I i don't i right. don't fault anyone for enjoying them that is like my cross to bear you know right 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 no i get you man i get you <laughs> I, I mean it, it, it's i think Vajardi asked earlier he's like wait what about the voice lines for uh the terminators coming in season four reloaded i'm like they'll probably do mm, the cold war yeah. method rip the lines from the movie they're not gonna i don't think they'll get an interpreter or somebody to mimic the yeah yeah or to imitate the the voices out i don't think they'll even try to do that but we have the likeliness of uh arnold there and and also i think patrick something I forgot his name, the actor of T-1000. Um, their likeliness will be used for the for these operators. But other than that, no roadmap for the mid-season update. Similar to, I think, season three, which also didn't have one. Season two did have one, which is interesting. But this is going to be crazy. I mean, it, it really is like almost uh, almost a zombies-focused season in a way or a zombies-focused mid-season update without any updates actually coming to zombies. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's weird. Gonna... <laughs> no new intel. Like, I'm, I'm, right. very, I'm a very sad, I'm a very sad boy. No new intel. I guess save the intel for like the last map coming uh, yeah. this fall or something, whatever. But apparently an, an, an update when Live in Fortune's Keep, I think it was last night, it added like a ground uh, or cursed ground zombie public event. You go up to like these special chests and zombies will spawn and you can get some free loot and all this crazy crap. I love seeing zombies in, in Warzone and any BR. I loved it in Blackout. So I'm all for having uh, more zombies crossovers, man. This is awesome. But this is yeah. apparently like a pre-season four reloaded update, which is awesome. Other than that, uh, in terms of zombies, I mean, first off, Rebirth of the Dead. I'm really excited for this because, I mean, Blackout... Alcatraz Portal Zombies was awesome, so I think oh, it's, yeah. it, it, it's it's long overdue to get some zombies on Rebirth, which is awesome. So uh, it'll be an LTM. I think it lasts about two weeks. You got to find some antivirals, mm. uh, and it's very similar to I think the haunting Verdance Zombies event, where you, you become a human again and, and and go chase chase some humans down. This is going to be crazy. So yeah, I guess at least Zombies fans that were looking for something in Reloaded are going to get something if they play Warzone. Might as well save all the juicy intel and, and anything else. Uh, for the actual zombies mode, I guess for season five, whenever that last map comes out, but definitely pretty cool. Warzone quality of life improvements, uh, portal redeployed balloons, armored SUV, yada yada yada. Uh, titanium trials, like a Terminator type take on Iron Trials, which is cool. That's gonna come out, I think, August 11th. Yes, August 11th. 
And other than that, Vanguard is looking a bit sad. Unfortunately, nothing really new aside from one map, which is a new one. It's called Desolation. Not sure how cool that's going to be. Uh, I still think it's crazy. There's a lot of maps, presumably on deck remastered from World at War, that aren't going to come out. Even World War II, London Docks. I mean, some great maps. But we got USS Texas, which I guess is something. That was really my cup of tea. One new weapon, the Vargo S. I don't know how similar it'll be to the Vargo from Cold War, but the Vargo S is coming to Vanguard. Um, definitely getting some uh, heavy Cold War vibes here. Uh, yeah. Very, very interesting. But that is pretty much it. I mean, they also confirmed that another pre-order incentive is coming to Modern Warfare 2. If you buy it from the Vanguard shop, it'll apparently be a familiar foe as an operator bundle. So we can all cross our fingers for Reznov, but we don't think that's actually going to happen. Is Reznov really a foe, though? Not really? Yeah. So that doesn't really, so. I guess that, that doesn't work. Um, fun to theorize about, because I think Reznov would work very well in Vanguard, but... Um, that, I wonder who the foe is. Is it something tied to Modern Warfare 2? Uh, I mean, That's... I guess the only... It maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it's like... It's Modern Warfare. I mean, I don't, I don't really know the continuity of the old Modern Warfare games, and I don't know too much about the new ones, but is, um... Shepard's a guy who betrays you, right? Maybe, like, maybe him, maybe, um... Makarov... I mean, Makarov will be cool, but I don't think he makes sense for... Um... I mean, even if it was Shepard, it's like, wait a second... That's true, he's yeah, play, because they're all, they're all older now. Yeah, they're all older now. Yeah, right? because... a young Shepard in Vanguard, sure, if it's the 80s. Well, well, what, I, what I meant was, like, so Price is now, like, because to account for modern warfare being modern to now, Price is now, new Price is, like, born when old Price was, like, 20 years old. It's, like, weird. Oh, I, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, this is some, yeah so or it'll just be a bundle a bundle that's not even canon to the story. It's just there for cosmetic yeah, purposes, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like Price from Cold War. They could have just made it his father, but they didn't, even though that was John yeah. Price. That was so stupid. Yeah, such a missed I just opportunity. Don't, I just don't think they knew. They, yeah, they probably didn't know. And then I, oh, the last thing here, which is pretty funny, they, they mentioned the Final Judgment bundle you'll get, which is a terrible bundle, by the way. It comes with nothing. It comes with like a Juggernaut X-Men suit. It's like, oh what is the correlation God. MW2? It's a weird bundle. The, the, the blog post mentions that, you know, you get 1,500 COD points for pre-ordering MW2. And then, and then they said, correction, they updated the blog. The Final Judgment is also available via separate 1,500 COD point purchase as an alternative to pre-ordering Modern Warfare 2. So they're trying to tell you, you get 1,500 COD points value <laughs> for pre-ordering MW2. That's funny, correction there at the bottom. But yeah, I'm wondering what that's going to be. So, Season 4 Reloaded does drop this Wednesday, which is, what is that date? The 20... Where's my Six, calendar? 6, 7th, yeah. 26th, 27th-ish. So, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, might as well do Captain Price's uh, grandfather, who was in COD, what, COD yeah. 2, COD 3, or whatever it was. Well, yeah. COD 2 or 3, yeah. COD 2, yeah. Might as well do that. Make that canon. Why not? No one will complain about cool. that. That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. Definitely be down for that. But yeah, chat, definitely stay tuned for Season 4 Reloaded coverage this week. And next episode of Bombshell, we'll be reviewing the content that does drop. But Mr. Cal, thank you so much. Bit of a long episode. Sorry about the internet hours. <laughs> it kind of took like 20 minutes. But uh, thank you for the great discussion, man. Definitely, no worries. Uh, awesome thank, thank you for having me on again. You know, I always, uh, I always love to be on the Bombshell. Absolutely, man. We'll definitely have you on again soon. And hopefully Fajardi is feeling better for the next time you do come yes, on. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah well, Fajardi... I'm sending you my best. <laughs> Absolutely. Once again, Chad, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you want to rewatch this episode, it, I think uh, once it processes, it'll fix that little bug where the internet went out. Uh, it kind of just like clears that, that section out on YouTube. Uh, you can watch this again on the public Bombshell playlist or any major audio platform of your choice, iTunes, Spotify, and a bunch of others that you guys probably haven't heard of. But with that being said, folks, thank you so much for watching, and we will see you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody. Goodbye.